0: Fanboys and Friends presents... Something's coming. A Fandom Awakens Radio spin-off podcast.
1: Something dark.
0: Same of Galaxy Far Away. I sense it. In the days of war, there was...
1: This is a new beginning.
0: Now, she is a ronin walking her own path. War. For others.
1: It's been a while. Things have changed. Ahsoka
2: Rodin, Way of the tongue.
1: I started hearing whispers about Thron's return. heir to the Empire. We have to prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago. There aren't many left.
0: it is time to begin again
2: all right game and welcome to the latest episode the final episode for Hopefully not just this season. We we don't know of a season two at this point, but we're we're talking the final two now for Ahsoka Ronin Way of the Tano. I am your host, David sending your master of ceremonies here. And with me, your friend of mine, uh, all the way on Dagobah, or you know, Florida, if you need a translator. But <laughs> if you're listening to us, why are you doing that? Uh, Kyle Wagner. Kyle, how's it going?
0: I have found my place. It is on this very large statue, but it's got a stunning view. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, one could say that. One could say that. And you know what? We had to... We couldn't end the Ahsoka without, you know, the guy. The guy who we had originally in that, you know, one year that we don't talk about anymore, but the Ahsoka was awesome. Uh, yes, in that chapter 13, the citizen, or I'm sorry, a little Mace Windu moment there, the <laughs> Jedi, your friend of mine, Paul Regina. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing
3: fantastic. I mean, we just got an amazing season of Ahsoka. How could I be bad?
2: Well, oh, yeah, and also you're one of the corners of the internet who hasn't lost his friggin' mind. <laughs> I've I've
3: lost it in a good way, I think.
2: Yeah, I I think that's just referred to as adulting, Paul. But that's a whole other <laughs> matter, no, no, isn't it?
0: We we don't we're, we don't allow adulting around here. Come on, no. come on now. No, 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 I no, have no. Too no, many Funko Pops to
2: be adulting. We so. do it better than some of the kids. Let's be no. honest.
0: So, 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 David. Since we have Paul here, and I know we're gonna, our main focus is talking about the obviously the, hopefully, just season finale of Ahsoka. But I would be curious about Paul's thoughts. So, f- going into the season finale of Ahsoka,
3: going into it, oh man! I mean, I, I honestly loved every minute of the show. So, for me, going into it, it was nothing but an anticipation to see. um you know, if they got Ezra back and just what unfolded. And I told my wife at the beginning of that episode, I said, if anything happens to any of those naughties, I'm going to be furious because they are adorable with their little shells and their little little cars that they drove. Um, I became instantly attached to them and I was actually very worried for them. Um, but I mean, just just nothing but pure excitement. Pure excitement. 7 Like my wife walked in the door from work and I was like, we gotta watch now. So yeah, it was just uh, yeah, I was just I was ready for it. I was here for it. Um, but again, like all of these eight episode seasons, they always end too quick.
2: By oh, the way, talking. like like Kyle Newman pulled with the Hapabor in the Force Awakens days, those naughty I'm calling Erocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm 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 on board with the Hapabor too. I I have a stuffed one in my in my office. So um, Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. it's a lot better than what I think they came up with which was a name I can't <laughs> remember anyway.
0: Uh, that's okay. I've got my live action loath cats around me, so I'm I'm good.
2: Yes, uh, yes. Your your little um uh covid care kitties.
0: Yes.
3: My uh, my build a bear loath cat, I believe is downstairs, but what I have
2: <laughs> is my
3: uh Rancor
0: Oh well, you can never go wrong with a Rancor. I have a
2: I have a Galaxy's Edge locat. cat. Loca- he's hanging out with um with uh, Hugsy from Friends. <laughs> I have
3: a I have a puffer pig from Galaxy's Edge, but this is my favorite one is Lion Lando. Nice. There you go. Nice, very the, nice. The gear and the cape. Yeah. So that's one of my that's that's my favorite. I they do. Uh, Embarrassingly, uh, well, not embarrassingly. Um, I own it. They definitely sleep with me in my bed every night. Oh,
0: so. There you go. Very nice. Well done. <laughs> I, bet I have a question. Push my wife
3: how, over how, and, and get in Lando. How, how
0: big? How big of a yeah? How big of a cape closet does Lion Lando have?
3: Oh, um, I, I, if I let him, it would be like the enti- the entire house would just be capes.
0: Well, that's what I kind of figured. <laughs> there you go. There it is. So my question, Paul, too leading obviously up to the finale what what was your favorite episode or a couple of do you have like a couple like really standout moments going into the finale
3: Mm. um i mean i and i know um we were supposed to talk about it but i I couldn't make it that episode with anakin um in the world between worlds episode five absolutely adored yes um, I mean, th- to me, that was just absolute perfection. There were so many wonderful visuals that were subtle, as Filoni likes to do. Um, you know, right down to when Anakin's walking away from Ahsoka, and it flashes to him being Darth Vader. When he's Anakin, you can see all the clone troopers around him, right? He's got friends, he's got support. But when he's Vader... All of the clone troopers are gone. It's just him showing that loneliness Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, what he's made for himself. Right. That's that's the the path he chose. Um, So I I love that. The other amazing thing to me about that episode was the girls that were playing young Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. The way they nailed the the way she acted, the way she stood, the physicality of the character in those different time periods, just
2: blew my mind.
3: Absolutely blew my mind.
2: Ariana Greenblatt? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just... Who played Young Gamora, she was in uh, The Billion Dollar Barbie, and, and, as a meta meta headcanon moment, she was also in that 65 movie with Adam Driver.
3: Oh, jeez, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, if you've watched Clone Wars long enough, um, and seen young Ahsoka, you know just the physicality of that and adapting that. And, uh, luckily she wasn't in the tube top, but, um, but <laughs> yeah, that
2: would have it, been a, a make or break point. I'm like, what? Yeah, that would have been a little creepy. Um, but then, but then the other thing too, um, you know, just
3: having having those fights you know, and her adapting those styles just, just that was brilliant. But then the other thing was seeing Anakin in his Clone Wars costume in (laughs) live action. Oh yeah. Yeah, For whatever reason that just struck me um, and was just, just perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other, the other big moment for me was seeing Ezra. Yeah. You know, he, he, he left us so strong, right. His, his, development through rebels of being you know the 14 year old kid who's just a pain in the butt right to that <laughs> a space, Aladdin, basically yeah exactly exactly yeah. and then to watch him build into that space motors. person yeah who's willing to say you know what i am sacrificing everything for my friends mm-hmm. i need to do this and he you know he had watched kanan do it too Right. And, and that's where a lot of that, I believe that strength for him to have made that decision comes from. So to see him, you know, having made that decision, living with that choice right on this unfamiliar planet with, you know, you know, the little naughty guys and, you know, just just taking that and and being that and living it. And, you know, they got there. Right. Sabine and, and Ahsoka get there and yeah, he wants to go home, but he also doesn't regret what he did. Right. You know, there wasn't It wasn't like, oh, my God, get me out of here. Right. It was like, I've lived this life here. I'm content with the choice I made. Thanks for coming to get me. You know, I, I would like to go back to where I'm from.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think that, I think that that that's very yeah. fair.
2: Now Kyle before we get into uh the final two episodes just at large in our conversation Paul I have to ask did you catch in part 5 the uh the where the little clips of where they were just based on the color scheme because it's essentially uh tef ryloth and Mandalore. Yeah I caught I caught
3: Ryloth um I think I think I was under the I was assuming that it was uh, Mandalore just because of the the timing on it.
2: Well, um, and the Mandalorians, so yeah. yes.
3: Well, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, so um, yeah, I got I got those two. I didn't get the first one. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, um, if you
2: if you look at the color scheme when she fell, because um, mm-hmm. the episode was a very sort of Ahsoka Tano, this is your life. Right, yeah, kind of, the greatest hits, right? Kind of old clip shows. But if you look <laughs> at the color scheme, it is a very sort of, you know, uh, pink, smoky. A lot of what yeah. that 2008 movie was um, kind of overusing, really. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess uh, who
3: knows how much of that was techno- technological uh, limitations at
2: that point. Uh, I think a lot... I have my own thoughts and feelings about that movie. I won't go into them, but uh, I think a lot of that was not so much that and more it was sadly rushed because, um, well, I think it should have been episodes of a series. I mean, that's all it was. It was just a three-story yeah. arc. Just Well, yeah, I, I think it should have stayed there, but that's yeah. a whole different story. All right, well, at this point...
3: I mean, let. What more? I was going I was going to say that that was our introduction to Zero the Hutt who is one of the most amazing characters in Clone Wars. Oh, the it.
2: Truman Capote of Huts, yes. Yep, yep, love Zero the Hutt. Here in this neighborhood. <laughs> uh, and that is impossible. Oh, well, you do a you, you do a good Zero. I like it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Jimmy Mac, I'm not coming for your job. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You, my friend, have the one living uh, zero puppet from our dear (laughs) friend anyway. so All Um, right, so, Kyle, at this point, let's get into the um, uh, last two episodes at large. Dreams and Madness and part eight, which is the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. I'm like, Filoni, I see you. I see what you did. I see what
0: you did. Well, I am. Filoni has always said the Chronicles of Narnia was a huge influence on him. So,
2: why do you think I have in the title of this episode, sure. right? The Jedi, the Witch, the Filoni of it all, as taken from the Thronicles of Peridia. Uh. <laughs> if Dave can have fun, so can this Dave. God damn it. For sure.
0: You know what? One of the things with this season of Ahsoka too is it's very interesting how the episode arcs have kind of gone, because you can look at the first four as one arc, and you could almost say five and six were their kind of their own arc, and then seven and or you could combine six, seven, and eight into its own arc, with five kind of being this standalone thing. I, I think for me I would define it as uh six, seven, and eight is in its in its own arc. And I think it really shows because seven does kind of feel like the middle of something. You're kind of the band is really officially getting back together. You've got the pieces falling into place with Thrawn, with the night witches. Um the only thing I think I think the only thing and this has kind of been one of my nitpicks of towards the end of Ahsoka guys is and I understand it to a certain extent because of certain situations beyond anybody's control, but right. now we're near enough Balin and Shin. And it just felt like they became afterthoughts a bit in, 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 towards the end of Ahsoka and in ways I can understand why, but I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of their story, but in seven, I just find what, there's so many things I find interesting because there's just you're watching all the pieces really be put into their place on the chessboard where you have, you know, Ezra and Sabine still dealing with their reuniting, but you you see Sabine not wanting to reveal her location or or reveal how she got there to Ezra, keeping Mm -hmm. that a secret. We're seeing Ahsoka kind of come back to action as the Ahsoka we love. You know, she had been a little bit on the dour side, Really, if you truthfully go back and watch the early episodes. Now, if I
2: can say something to that, Ahsoka had seen some shit. People give her a break.
0: Well, Mm -hmm. but but heres I think this is why it's so important, is because I think this is why episode five was so important. Because Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that they were were addressing here was the weight and the guilt Ahsoka felt that she could have prevented Anakin from taking the path of the dark side if she had been around. And, and I'm then, glad
2: they did that the way they did without resulting to a... And this report, I believe Making Star Wars put it out a year ago, but this report scared the living hell out of me. Um, A sort of what-if recreation of most of horror, but instead of Obi-Wan, it's, it's Ahsoka. Kyle, you and I... And we've talked about this, but with Marvel's what if we just use that as a comparable example. And uh, you know, the thoughts and feelings on that. But yeah, I don't need Star Wars to start echoing that at all.
0: Well, I don't I don't think that was ever the intent here. I think Dave's got his That's type. what it
2: sounded like though, if they were going to uh basically, you know, um you know, shot for shot recreate most of our and just yeah, Obi Wan and then put Ahsoka in there.
0: Yeah, but I, I think Davis had his Ahsoka story planned out for a very long time and I don't mm-hmm. think it was.
2: Yeah, no, I'm just saying I applaud how they actually used it. Which by yeah. the way, uh, they did I didn't think they were able to do this, but they they essentially um you know Paul made the world between worlds kind of the world between worlds for dummies, because <laughs> the, if it had been a straight sort of a, you know, rebel season four use of world between worlds. Yeah. And on top of that, you're putting in uh, Mortis gods, Mortis 2.0, whatever you want to call it. Everyone will be, be like, huh? You know why yeah. fans like the one, like, the three of us and people in the Star Wars bubble, as it were, would have been fist pumping, going, yeah, the average person, which is what these shows need to hit, would be absolutely lost. So, so uh, let me let me run
3: with that for a second. Um, Sure. Because one of the things that I asked a couple times on my Facebook, and I don't know if you guys uh, saw that or not, but um oh, we did. I was asking some of my friends like how how things were landing for them without prior knowledge of some of this stuff right like like between the world between worlds and you know coming back to characters that are familiar and loved like I've been saying for years ever since the show went off the air that Rebels to me is the best Star Wars there is like there is nothing better to me, then the writing on that show, the arcs on the show, um, the dynamics of the characters, that that family feeling. I always refer to it as uh, Star Wars is Bob's Burgers, because you can almost make direct relations between the characters on that. Right. show, Right. Just like Bob's Burgers, they bicker and they argue and they have differences of, of opinion. But mm-hmm. regardless of all of that, they come together at the end. And it was just brilliant. So I, I have. This amazing connection to these characters and so many other people that I know don't watch Rebels. They don't watch Clone Wars, so they don't have this connection. They don't have that background. And once, you know, once they saw that, you know, like Hera and everybody was going to be in this, I was I was worried that it wasn't going to land for the casual viewer. You know, so I, I constantly I, I there were a couple of points where I, I, I put out there. I was like, how is this landing for you people that don't know, you know, and all of them were like, yeah, I I was able to pick up on what's going on with these characters and um, were able to 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 catch up. Right. Which to me is uh, very commendable. Right. Like we know Mandalorian did that. But like, you know, Mandalorian started from scratch for the most part until, you know, the Darksaber cut you know, Gideon's way out of the, the
1: Yeah, of the I
2: mean, man, it's good thing you bring up Mandalorian because Mandalorian, unlike Rebels, doesn't have that, or unlike Ahsoka, doesn't have that springboard to hop off of like uh, right. Ahsoka does with Rebels. Is that where you're getting at?
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly, right? Like, you could easily come into the Mandalorian and have no knowledge of any of it, and that's and that's what was brilliant about it, right? That was a brilliant way to start off Star Wars series. So it kind of paved the way for this. And I know, I don't know no, at least three or four people who are now watching Rebels because they like Ahsoka so much. So it, mm-hmm. it connected, it resonated, which is, which is amazing to me, um, you know, and, and even just to be able to go and um, deliver that, right? Like, like you meet Ezra right and you very quickly get the sense of of him right he he comes through as that older wiser you know person that they've been looking for right it's almost like um it's very very similar to i just had a revelation but it's very similar to luke finding obi-wan right like oh we gotta find and then again on yoda but what I just realized is one of the things that Star Wars has always done, and I've always respected it for this, is they have always been willing to just say, you know what? Jump into the world. Here it is. You're just falling into wherever this story is, and you're coming along.
2: Um, See, and, I, and I'm hoping it stays that way, because the real danger, Paul, of you know, more, 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 right? This kind of Oprah train of content, as it were. Like, you got Star Wars, you got Star Wars, everybody gets the Star Wars. The real danger of that is that whole idea dissolving and Star Wars fans being right in the spot MCU fans are right now. Right. You know?
0: Uh, so, I, if I if I can throw a point out on this real quick, because I, I kind of lived this experience, because my roommate he had never really sat down and watched Rebels. He had seen an episode here or there, but you know he really didn't know about it. And there was a lot of questions he had because mm-hmm. you know he's a Star Wars fan, but he's not as big a fan, animation fan. So there's questions he had. I think what they did with Ahsoka because they were walking a fine line because. Ahsoka could have went the deep dive, full deep dive, and just been like, a lot of people could have felt completely abandoned by it because they just had Mm -hmm. no idea what was going on. And I think Dave did, for the most part, a very good job of making these characters be familiar to everybody as far as the fans who were returning and seeing these favorites on the screen, but also giving us enough of them that we kind of understood who they were. And I think the biggest thing he did is how he handled the world between worlds because he just made it seem like a Jedi thing, not this overly complex thing from Rebels. And I think that resonated with a lot of the people who hadn't watched Rebels or just the Star Wars fan right watched mm-hmm. the live action. The trick of this is though and this is this is the tricky part and I'm I'm kind of seeing a few cracks in that armor right now. And it I don't, I don't think it's anybody's fault. It's just the risk you take when you're running such a long, interwoven, connected story. And especially when, we, when Hollywood, who can't seem to come up with an original idea, but once every 10 to 15 years and tries to duplicate something, and in this case, it's Disney trying to duplicate some other things, successes, and not necessarily learning from it is that I think we are hitting a point as a fandom. We need to feel like we're at least closing a chapter when one of these shows ends. And I think when you when you ch- see online how people felt about certain aspects of Ahsoka being left dangling like they were, I think we need to be careful that everything can't just lead up to what I'm calling, what I call anymore, the end game event. Or right. like... The, that's the ultimate goal. We just got to get carry these characters until they get there because I think we lose a little bit in translation with that because we become so focused on just getting the the writers and the creators sometimes get so focused on getting them to that final event. And I, Kyle, think... are
2: you? Oh, pardon the interruption, but are you referring to reverting back to uh, like the original film where it was essentially just a beginning, a middle, and an end? That idea.
0: I think not so much a beginning, a middle, and an end, but not making sure that the people who might just watch just this show, maybe they won't watch Skeleton Crew. Maybe they, you know, but the people who they, they give the people who are even going to ride with this through the beginning, through all the way, don't make them feel like I have to get to the next show. I have to get to the next show. I have to give it to the next show. Give them a little bit of closure.
2: Right. Per uh-huh.
0: like, like you're getting to the end of a chapter. Ahsoka does that somewhat in this season, but there's a lot of things that are just like still dangling out there. The Balin
2: Shin stuff, for instance.
0: Well, the Bail I think the Balin Shin stuff. Obviously, we still have a- aspects of what goes to Thrawn, and I think I think the other the other reason why a people, a lot of people are feeling this way, is because mm. because of the situations in Hollywood right now. They can't discuss what the future plans are. Right. And, and that well, yeah, you
2: know, nobody can talk.
0: So so there is that general frustration because we the only thing we know for sure is that yes, skeleton crew will probably be out in sometime in early 2024. And at some point, but we have no idea when still because the actors haven't settled, but that there will be a movie that will be kind of the end game event of all of this. But what Ahsoka to me d- does in Episode Seven and Eight is it really opens up a lot more cans of worms, also, and it's like, okay, so because we don't know, we're left speculating. Are we going to get an Ahsoka season two before the Dave film? What are we go- What else besides Skeleton Crew are we going to get before the Dave crew? Is it going to be a Mandalorian season four? Is it a season two of Ahsoka? Because there's a, still a lot of story there to tell if, than going from whatever happens in Skeleton Crew right into Dave's film. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's a lot there because of some circumstances beyond their control and just how they're doing their storytelling, the, the, they're walking a very, very fine line with, 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 with this, with this particular story about the directions it could take. And it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how they play this out. And obviously none of us know we're, we're all just speculating it.
2: Right. Yeah, of course.
0: But it's considering where people's mindsets are right now and how I think there's like, there's just people on one side just wanting nothing but success, but you have a lot of people out there just waiting for that shoe to drop to make, Oh, this failed too. And the Dave is Dave. And everybody at Lucasfilm and Disney are walking that tightrope right now. And I think, I think that they could have something very special on their hands when it's all said and done, but it's not going to take much to make it take that left turn. And there's just aspects I think, and that how Ahsoka finished out and I, and don't, I'm not talking negative on Ahsoka because I really like the episode, but there, there's some things there that they're taking a risk in some of the choices they made. to hit, Right.
2: We- no, I agree because essentially, I mean, case in point, the Balin thread, by the mm-hmm. way, I, I think, you know, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but uh, ultimately you do recast. They've got to get over this allergy they have of uh, recasting characters, whether it's a situation like this or what they should have done with the end of uh, Mando season two. I'm sorry, that should have been Sebastian Stan, it. You would have gotten that same reaction out of me had I gotten that I, when I saw my orange lightsaber wielding queen in chapter 13. But that's another story altogether. But, and, and so Lucasfilm has got to get over this allergy of recasting, number one. Number two is they've got to stop absolutely full stop, right, this sort of knee-jerk reaction. Yes, it sounds like DC over the last 10 years, but this knee-jerk reaction to this fandom constantly pearl-clutching until their knuckles turn white. That's just getting annoying and dumb. And a really bad look for this fandom, by the way.
0: Well, um, Paul, I'm curious to see what what you think here because I, I, I think... You get you're getting into some interesting territory because you can see it in Ahsoka and you can see it in some other things how it's trying to link itself up to the mm-hmm. sequel trilogies and the question is not I, I I agree with David to a point as far as the deep fade technology because I think it I wouldn't have changed that moment in the end of Mandalorian season two that's just my personal preference but no, I don't not at all. Need, I don't need to see a deep fade, Luke Skywalker running. Around. I'm not saying
2: change that moment. I'm saying if you're if you're continuing to do things with Luke in this era, then going that way is a full blown mistake.
3: Well, I just I just wonder how much like, you know, how much is there to do with Luke in this era? You know what I mean? Like what they set up, and and here's getting into you know the whole leading up to the sequel trilogy right mm-hmm. like they gave us in in the poorly worded line of you know somehow palpatine returned you know like give us a little bit of of structure like come up with a better line but half so much of that movie felt like a rough draft uh, by the way,
2: but, by the way, Paul. Yeah. And you bring yes. it up really well, but I have to say, based on that line you just said, when when Sabine is explaining to Ezra, so the emperor died. That's what they say. Is what? that is that not Faloni sort of taking a little jab at oh, that absolutely. line? Oh
3: yeah, absolutely. He that's what that's that's one of the things that he does. There was something else. Oh. Uh, the other one was uh, the releasing the trailer right after everybody bitched about. Oh, Sabine's hair is long; it's supposed to be short because it's the after Rebels. And then seeing her cut her hair the way uh-huh. Kanan did, and putting that in the trailer was totally them digging at that, you know, response. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, yeah, it's what they totally. do; they're good at it. And if you if you're on the the I'm on board with this. You
2: know, it's it's hilarious. By the um, way, guys, I was I was digging the Top Gun Wren when we saw Sabine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I, I mean, so um, you know, I think... Oh, where was I going with that? Kyle, um, well, give me your question again. <laughs> I got distracted. Well,
0: um, basically just, you know where we're headed because we're trying to connect it it's obviously trying to connect the sequels but you know i was talking about how i don't want to see a whole movie with luke with a deep fade luke
3: no no not at all and I, i don't i with the with the you know with the class of of what they've done so far i i don't think we would see like like even with Tarkin and Rogue One, it's 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 like a here and there as as needed if it certainly fits the story. Yeah, um, you know, because I think and and um, you know, just clearly, clearly, the intent when they wrote that line into the Rise of Skywalker was, we're going to explore this. Right, this is a giant gap. We know it's a giant gap. It's an intentional giant gap right mm-hmm. i don't i don't remember where i i saw it and it might have been on a on a tiktok or something like that but somebody said when there's a when there's a gap in something in star wars the solution to it is always more star wars right whenever there's True. a oh what is this clone wars that they're talking about you put out more star wars and now we know the clone wars and then it's like well how do we get from this first battle you know, to, you know, Anakin becoming Darth Vader, what happened in there? You know, like he suddenly has a scar and, you know, like, yes, it's war, but what was going on during that time for point? And they gave us more star Wars. Right. And that was the point of them putting that line in there is to say, yes, this is something that can be, and will be explored. Um, I think that, I think the kind of ruiner on that is that people have become so used to that type of storytelling, right Mm -hmm. through everything that Marvel did, and (laughs) Marvel through their up until Endgame did very well. Yeah, I definitely blame Marvel
2: for what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and and I mean it just it just changed storytelling, and sometimes it's changed it for the better, and sometimes it's changed it for the worse. Like I feel like. You know, with Star Wars, it, it's kind of changing it for the worse. Because like we said, Star Wars is willing to just toss you in. Star Wars has not always been about we're going to explain every character, right? right. How long was it before we even knew that the Emperor's name was Palpatine? Personally, I didn't know it until I read The Heir of Empire. You know, before yeah, and, the Emperor and Emperor.
2: I have to bring up, I'm like, can we go back to Palpatine? I'm sorry, Sheev? She just sounds like a wet, juicy <laughs> fart that Lucas uh, did when he went out the door. Um, you know, it might have, it might have been. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Star
3: Wars. I mean, Palpatine is been. just
2: so Madonna. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, and and I think I think that's one thing the fandom got right about Solo. Right. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Love the movie. The more I watch it, the more I fall in love with it. But. Mm-hmm it's definitely something where we didn't necessarily need Han Solo's origin story. No, you know? Um, and so I, I think, you know, part of that thinking of that very interconnected, uh, storytelling, um, that, you know, really the X-Files paved the way for, um, and I think it sometimes ruins stuff like that, right? Because if we weren't so used to that kind of storytelling, and then suddenly, it's like, oh, now they're exploring that it's this thing that they just kind of was a throwaway line. Like right. it's very much like the Clone War comment that Obi Wan made, right? It's yep. just a throwaway line from 1977, and now it's such a huge part of what we deal with, right? Like, let, so much let, me, tell where, let me tell you where. Let me tell you where
2: Solo kind of sits. After watching um, uh, Part Two. You know, I look back at so long and go, well, it's nice to see Coralia well lit for a change. <laughs> that is
0: fair. I I, th- I think the big thing is here is that this is the first to me in an aspect of this is something that's always been interesting with Star Wars, is that Star Wars has always put itself into a position where you're working in within a finite time frame. Except, yeah, except no i agree except for the sequel trilogies and when the original trilogy came out but even then by establishing that you're starting with episode 4 you've got to at least think okay where's where's 1 2 and 3 and so, so you have you have a set timeline and you know i, I think what, one of the issues and you, you talked about how you know marvel the, the marvel method that works so well for marvel with the infinity saga which mm-hmm. has shown its cracks that it was that was probably a one-time thing just catching that genie in the bottle. That it doesn't work for and this is this has always been a Hollywood problem. If one thing's successful, everybody's gonna try to duplicate it or mm-hmm. try to put that square peg in that round hole. And Star Wars is that square peg in that round hole in the fact that you don't need everything in Star Wars to be interconnected. Okay. And yes, you have these amazing stories. You have Thrawn, you have Ahsoka, you have the Clone Wars, you have Rebels. You have everything that's happening right now and with Mandalorian and everything, and they're all great. But the one thing that needs to happen with Star Wars, and I I think pretty much any diehard Star Wars fan will feel this way, is Star Wars needs to get outside of its own box. And when I say that, the, the one thing I always come to, and I've had a lot of Star Wars fans agree to me with me, it's why people love Star Wars vision so much because you're getting something that's just bold that's they're taking a chance with it they're because they know there's no interconnection with it and
2: i I, I, think, I
0: couldn't agree more with that i th- i think that's the direction we we need when dave is done with this story that he's doing i re- really think it's time, and I know we got the main goal project coming up we know we've got future projects with Ray and stuff like. But I would love to see Star Wars without a Skywalker somehow involved or somebody related to the Rebellion or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that. I, I, I want to see Star Wars establish new things too. Yes, I love this. I love what we're at right now, but there's so much more. You have such a huge sandbox to play with. So, so you
2: want you want to see a Star Wars where the lead is? Oh, I don't know, Dave, space guy.
0: I, I I want to see a Star Wars that's showing me a different part of this universe that we know exists. That one doesn't have a planet with sand on it.
2: <laughs> that would be nice. Yes, um, that would be nice.
0: And two, that just gives us some different perspective. And mm-hmm. you know, I think I think we're. I have a sneaking suspicion that might be Dave's end goal here with when this is all said and done.
2: Probably.
0: Is but and I think that I and mean, I will say this, I think that was kind of I think that was kind of Ryan Johnson's hope and intent to do, mm-hmm. and it just was not the right time or the right place to execute it. But yep. what I'm the one I'm
2: the one guy who will um be like, no, I I liked what he was doing. Sorry. Yeah, I
0: know the ideas he had were good. It just wasn't, it should not have been dealt with in the middle of a, in the middle of a trilogy.
3: I have, I have so many thoughts on that. Um, we could probably fill our, uh, a whole podcast on, on, uh, last Jedi retrospective. Um, oh, we'll do that right,
2: at another point. I'm sure. Yeah.
3: I mean, I mean, in all honesty, it's, it's, uh, one of my favorite star Wars movies. Um, just because of what he was willing to do with it. Um, But I also feel like if he had approached some of that stuff, right, because there was talk of, you know, a a Ryan Johnson, you know, trilogy, um, I think if he had gone off as, as its own thing, right. Like started with the trilogy, I think his view of star Wars would have been much better respected, but you know, he messed with everybody's wet dreams of, who Luke Skywalker was, right, and so that's the backlash there. The other thing um, is that you know this this idea of a non uh, non Skywalker themed uh, you know Star Wars it was promised to us, right? That's what Mandalorian was supposed to be, and as much as as much as I loved loved seeing Luke at the end of season two, I, it was it was amazing. Um it also in some ways disappointed me, right? Because when, when Mandalorian was coming out, they were like, There's no Jedi in this, there's nothing, nothing to do with the Skywalkers. And then they pivoted on that, right? Mm-hmm. It was so, a big
2: 360 yeah. pivot.
3: I and and don't get me wrong, I love love what they did. Adore it. I think that is one of the, the best. Season finales of a show. Ever, oh,
2: absolutely! Ever. Look, I I have my hiccups with the deep fake and the VFX sure, and whatever. Sure, but I, I I absolutely love seeing the fact that you have Luke Skywalker reminding everybody why they suck tremendous holocrons playing Dark <laughs> Forces 2 in the nineties. Right,
3: right. So, so yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we were supposed to have that, and and that's fine, right? Um, but yeah i i want that too um that's definitely mm-hmm. something i want and i think that was part of the intention when disney was was a little more set on some of these one-off films before everybody lost their their minds over you know solo um well
1: you know, yeah the, the
3: the Patty uh what is the Patty jenkins the 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 Ro- rogue squadron movie i was looking forward to that make that like you know, its own thing, right? That would have been fantastic. So I, th- I think there was more intent there, but along the lines, you know, they got they got some cold feet.
2: Mm. Um, well, they're playing well, a little I'm just going to add. I think. I think it's less cold feet and pivoted. The- it's less cold feet and more pivoting those ideas.
0: Well, yeah, and so that's a good way to segue back kind of into Ahsoka because. You, you talk about surprises and you talk about direction and we t- we were surprised by Luke and Mandalorian. I think one of the biggest surprises for me in this series of Ahsoka, and especially as we get through six, seven, and eight, how big a presence the night sisters were. Are you, I yep. would have not guess this going oh, into this.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to take a bit of a shot at Disney itself. All right. Okay. When I saw the hey, the night sisters or great mothers, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, Hocus Pocus three is looking looking <laughs> like fire. Well, okay, first and foremost. Honestly, the use of the great mothers in here already made up for Hocus Pocus two. What <laughs> honestly, Disney, what the hell was that? You, went, you well, used to try harder with the last
0: one. Okay. Well, all I'm gonna say about the great mothers first and foremost is anything that puts the lovely and talented Claudia black on my TV screen makes me happy as a yeah. as a huge farscape fan but Dude, you're um, just
2: loving her in the gray face aren't you
0: uh, it's it's, it's just Claudia that's all I need to know oh, okay but, <laughs> um, all, right. all right all right um
2: just, I'll, give you, I'll give you your moment fine give
0: you a moment um but no just how important the act they play and then to have them have them do with them, especially in these last couple episodes, where you see and it feels so much like, okay, yes, they're working with Tron, but who's playing who? So that's what it really mm-hmm. does feel like. Right. They're both trying to play a little bit of game of chess with each other, and you yep. see, and then when we get to episode C- eight, we see they're both using Morgan as a pawn. Mm-hmm. And oh, and she, I mean, she realized it, too. Yeah, that, that, that and- moment when she realized it,
3: Beautiful, it's almost
0: heartbreaking for a character you want to hate
3: mm-hmm. right yep yep, yep. Uh, you're right that was amazing and um one of the one of the things that i loved the perfect detail to that um is that in clone wars whenever um the night sister especially mother Towson, would speak you could always hear that like uh, for lack of better terms, like a demonic echo to the voice, mm-hmm. the way it was right—the
2: the multiple layers of right.
3: voices—and and and you know the sisters had that, which was wonderful. And then mm-hmm. when um, they did their ritual with Morgan Elsbeth, then she had it. I I loved that. I loved I did that not touch. hear
2: that as prominent mm-hmm. though. It
3: wasn't as prominent, prominent, right? Because she's newer, she's weaker, she's not as yeah. strong as they are. She right? just got so the ability. Pres- right. That she just got the
2: promotion there. and exactly so you know him, what morgan you know what morgan reminds me of or reminded me of in her climb to power and so on uh she reminded me of um who's the guy in office space that basically works in the basement oh uh. yeah that's
3: an interesting analogy <laughs> yeah that guy.
0: Basically, basically basically morgan was the person. Oh, we're giving you the promo promotion, and then the next day they announce they're selling the firm.
3: Right, exactly. That's Basically, exactly yes. It, right? Um, and, and you know, and she you could see, you know, like like we we're just talking about, you could see that moment when she realized that she's been played as well, but also accepting that there was that that weird balance between going, oh my god, what have I done to myself? and this is what I'm here for. This is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which and and being able to see that because because she didn't say anything, right? And this is where that was just amazing acting, right? She didn't say anything, but you saw all of it. The and, look
0: on her face, yeah, it, exactly. The mo- moaning ah. she did on her face. Was I just, gotta point this no. out.
2: I loved when when uh, the blade of Talson was conjured up. Oh right? man. Cause I literally had a, a Jar Jar moment. I'm like, hmm, Misa remembering. Yeah. <laughs> so wasn't uh, that that Jar Jar with a weird girlfriend episode in Lost missions, whenever that was?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think so. But yeah, um,
2: we all wondered why.
0: But if if, if you're gonna talk to Night Sisters in in this, too, and how big they were, you that turns around and you got to go to Thrawn because. I mean you have it it's the classic bad guy team up you're just waiting for which one's gonna double cross which mm-hmm. one uh-huh. and, and your tendency is to always lean towards Thrawn because he's Thrawn.
2: <laughs> That's, right. It's Thrawn, yeah. That,
0: so when I for me watching Thrawn in these last couple of episodes, the seeing the calculating side of Thrawn is always just so entertaining.
1: Mm-hmm. But there was
0: a couple other little standout moments to me with Thrawn too. Obviously his reaction to finding out Anakin is the Padawan was Anakin or I'm sorry Ahsoka was master was Anakin Skywalker and his reaction to that because Thrawn is one of the few people who know mm-hmm. that Anakin was Darth Vader. And that Yes, if you and if knew if him as read. both. Yeah, and knew he, him it, as both.
2: Yes, but, if you if you read that very corporate driven book where they're both on Batuu sharing a Ronto rap.
0: But That that aside, um, (laughs) ah. oh,
2: I had to have that little dig there. You know
0: that. (laughs) I I really I, I there's things I really liked that they did with Thrawn, but there there is one aspect of Thrawn that I they just didn't seem to peg for me, which might come later down the line, and I'm curious both for you, Dave, and Paul, if you feel the same way. They kind of, they they played up the threat level of prawn thron in his in words and how people described him, but I truly felt like we didn't see like full level Thrawn and we didn't even get close to the tip of the iceberg of full threat level Thrawn in this series.
2: I agree. And, Hasn't your boy you know, um uh, Kevin Reitzel brought yeah,
0: that up? that's actually been one of his one of his minor gripes about the about the show because I really think. We should have gotten, I mean, we might not have had been Thrawn dialed to 100, but we should have gotten Thrawn at least turned up to about 80. And I really just felt like it was just kind of like there, like 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 Thrawn was missing that fifth gear. Right. So
2: I almost I, I almost think you don't want to dial Thrawn up to 80 and then have the Night Lenders up to 80. That might be a little too much. That might break your DV screen.
0: Well, I'm thinking my I, thinking is the Night Sisters are probably at a hundred by the end mm-hmm. of this yeah this but thrawn's kind of just hanging back at 80 because you know there's just that next gear but paul i mean we what, what are you thinking so, as far as so what what thrawn? i
3: what I, honestly what i think about that is yes we saw less of a a i mean he's still you know crazy calculating thrawn right of of the thrawn that we know and love um But I think what that's really doing is, and again, this is going back to people who may not be as familiar with Thrawn, is it's kind of making you wonder, right? Like, okay, so this guy is super, you know, like, threatening, um, but we haven't seen all of it yet. But, you know, and, and clearly he's working in a, as far as we know, he's working in a smaller space than normal. Right? Mm-hmm. We're used to seeing him with access to the Empire and everything like that. but he was able to manipulate those night sisters. He was able to manipulate Morgan Elspeth. and he's doing that from exile with one star destroyer. right. Yeah. So I think we're not seeing that that larger Thrawn because he's not in a position to do that, but look at what he did with the little bit that he
1: had.
0: Well, and I think I think that's the other aspect, and this is where I feel like Ahsoka could have played up on this just a little bit more. Is that time in exile? How did it change Thrawn? Because right. this is a different Thrawn. That that's that's very obvious. The fact mm-hmm. that he's working with the Night Sisters, believe using these magics, and I'm just gonna say it. I love the zombie stormtroopers. Death Death Troopers is one of my favorite Star Wars novels. I love how they portray them in this uh, in, in, Oh in dude, this.
2: dude, dude. Dude, I I abandoned the Walking Dead train because it got repetitive, but man, give me more of this. And and and,
3: that's, and and this is one of the things that I haven't gone out there and asked because I figured it was
2: spoilery, but
3: I really want to go back and ask the the casual viewers and be like, "What do you think about zombies and stars?" because we know Right. Like, that's not an unusual thing for us. Like, we know that's there. We're, we're, you know, we're watching that going, yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad I'm seeing that. But like other people being like uh, zombies and Star Wars, that seems weird.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, so
3: the, I, um... I, th- I think that was a I, I feel like that was actually a pretty big risk for them to take.
2: I, well, I i- believe Paul to go all h p reference with this this would be the time where we call out the muggles in our own fandom yeah, fair,
0: fair well but 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 here's the other thing it's brilliant storytelling because they actually forecasted this with merit character, yep yep, and so we, can, By the we way, should...
2: I, I I found that funny because all I could see all I could see in my head was the felony equivalent of the your your Snoke theory sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean so so there was some there was some great forecasting there and great storytelling. But that ultimately leads lead, leads me to the big question, guys, as mm-hmm. far as the thrawn and night sister side of this. Obviously they're off to death death and and it makes sense because that's probably where the mothers are going to be the most powerful. Because there's still a lot of magic's there. Right. And, yeah. But here, this leads me to the ultimate question Is it more st- to see stormtroopers that need reviving in those boxes, or is it more night sisters that he pulled from the catacombs?
3: That's what I was wondering.
0: I think that's, it's that's more that's night sisters he pulled from
2: the catacombs. I
0: don't know, I think I'm it's a mix. Th- I think there's definitely more night sisters. Yeah, I, I. I was
3: debating that when I saw that. I was just like, "Oh, geez, is it Night Sisters? Is it Stormtroopers that have died while they've been there?" Um, I, gosh, I I don't even know where to begin with that line of thinking. In all honesty, just because there's so much, because you know we know we know Thrawn, um, and he's going to leverage everything that he can leverage right and and that's also you know getting back to us having not really seen thrawn that was that was our hint right like that's our look that oh yeah he's been working in this smaller area but there are plans he knows what he's doing and he knows his enemy and this is just the beginning of whatever you know horrors he's planning on bringing to the new
2: republic mm mm-hmm. You know, I I think guys, I think this um this whole what is the cargo can just be summed up perfectly in another totally three sixty movie reference. What's in the box? What's in the, What's box?
0: In the box? What's
3: in the box? Yeah,
0: the oh, uh, oh you so, knew that was coming.
3: <laughs> I'm one of the things that I did absolutely love visually. Uh, was and and this has been throughout a lot of this live action Star Wars that we've gotten, but we're constantly getting, and and maybe it's because that's what Ronin is, or or you know, Ahsoka's a Ronin or a wayfarer, if you will. Um, but the amount of of Japanese visual references, oh, I love it, yeah, yeah, right, between between um. The samurai guys, right from the mm-hmm. planet, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that the stormtroopers from where their armor was broken, they they put it back together using gold, just like you know the Japanese would do and the Chinese would do from from broken pottery to mm-hmm. to put it back together using gold. I I personally thought that was amazing, right? It fits yeah. in with Ahsoka's Wayfarer oh, Ronin. It,
0: it plays up on the throne, the throne artistic and historic side mm-hmm. too
3: so yeah no yeah totally but what but, i what i also found interesting in that is that in within all of that japanese iconography you get uh i don't even remember what it, enoch i think his name yeah. is right Yeah, with a very roman you know yeah. very roman mask to it so it and, stands and, out
0: and enoch being played portrayed by one west chatham who was in mm. one of my other all-time favorite science fiction series the expanse
2: Mm-hmm. By the way,
0: very yep. important to I note.
2: For, I forgot. I forgot
3: that's who he was playing. Oh, yeah, my gosh. By the way, very they important to note, guys. Very important amazing. to note. He's my favorite character on yes, the show. Yes, I know. And on the very show. important he, to
2: note. He, he nailed Amos Perfect. Right? Enoch, a mm-hmm. lot more screen time than Phasma. Just saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, probably going to be a lot more interesting and crucial too. So, yeah, I'm not um, giving them that
3: much credit I yet, for- but I more. totally forgot that was him. Thank you for reminding me. I have people yeah. I need to text about that now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of gets us to the next point before we actually get to Ahsoka and a couple other things. I want to talk a little bit about Sabine and Ezra because. David, you know, we, we know your turnaround on live action, Sabine, and how that's turned you around.
2: But I believe I'm gonna quote you from our first episode with Richard and Sarah, complete 180. Yeah.
0: But here's the thing, guys, as much as I'm surprised about the Knight Sisters, I am even more surprised how much this series upped the importance of Sabine. Mm-hmm. Because Sabine has become a crucial character. In this mm-hmm. story, not only because of just her connections with Ezra and obviously her history with Ahsoka, but she's the one that scared the living bejeebies out of the mothers when she shows up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she's Sabine is playing a lot of sides and that people aren't necessarily still comfortable with. It was some of her decision making and things like that to the point where you know we get we finally get the reveal, and it's in actually. A very small moment instead of a big one, which I know some people are kind of frustrated by, of why Ahsoka stopped Sabine's training. Because right. of the darkness Sabine was facing, losing her family in the night of a thousand tears. And... Well, go, ahead, go ahead, Paul. Go. No, I was go just going to say... Go ahead. I, and I just think, too, what's interesting here is by the time we get to the end of this season of Ahsoka... We seized obviously the floodgates, the forced floodgates open for Sabine, and I'll get to that after you guys get some comments because I have some feelings about that. But you actually see Sabine in her own way, seemingly like she's starting to find a little peace here, even if it's not necessarily the plan. But the fact that she got Ezra home, which was what she was, well, her entire intent was, and yet she still feels like her place is there with Ahsoka because there's mm-hmm. more, something more to do on that planet as well. So. There's a lot of growing up for Sabine in this too, but I just, I, I did not foresee Sabine becoming that important in this mix when this series uh, started.
3: I I agree with you. I was kind of shocked. Um, um, yeah. Like she's really, really on the forefront to be honest with you. I thought, um, I guess I, I, guess I was still sticking, you know, right. Cause we have rebels and it kind of branches off into you know, Mandalorian dealing with Mandalorian stuff, and now Ahsoka dealing with you know Ahsoka stuff. I honestly would have thought Sabine would have been drifting more towards the Mandalorian side,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and and for her to be on 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 this half of that branch, um, and to be as important as she is is fascinating to me. Because and and got to go back to I don't know episode like three or I guess I guess four. Um, when, uh, and gosh, you gotta forgive me. I'm I can never remember the uh, uh the apprentice, the blonde. Uh, I can never remember, Shin, her yeah. name. yes, thank you. When when her and Ahsoka are fighting in episode four in that forest, there was an amazing, oh, amazing visual. fighting, yes, yeah. there was an amazing part where they had talked about Sabine needing to figure out how to get her Jedi half and her Mandalorian half to work together and to leverage that. Mm -hmm. And there was a beautiful, beautiful shot where they're fighting in the background with their lightsabers. And it's just kind of this little dolly pan across and in the foreground is Sabine's helmet.
0: Right. right?
3: So they're, Mm -hmm. they're broadcasting to us, right? Yeah. She's fighting with, you know, this battle with her lightsaber, but she needs to be tapping into her Mandalorian side. And as soon as she drops the lightsaber and pulls out her, her pistols, she ends up winning that battle. Right. So what we're seeing along the way is really her melding those two halves of herself. Right. Mm -hmm. And that that's going back to, you know, way back to, to rebels, right. When he's training, uh, Kanan's training uh, uh, Ezra and Sabine at the same time and he's talking to Hera and he says I don't understand something is blocking her off right so it's it's that that Mandalorian background and history and what she knows of being a Mandalorian is actually preventing her it's just like a, it's just a mental block Right. But we've seen her start to unlock that. And right. that's really the beginning of that. So we're getting that story. And that's why she's, to me, that's why she is becoming so important because we're, we're seeing that melding, that almost like forgiveness um, and, and just, you know, like taking those two sides that generationally, millions, thousands and thousands of years of disliking each other and fighting she's overcoming that like on a personal level and you know who knows where that's going to end up right with with what's going on with Bo-Katan you know is she gonna is this something where Sabine comes back and is like yes it's you know we're okay because even when you look at it right even in the Mandalorian um the implication is Mandalorians don't like Jedi Right. And now we have we have, uh, you know, some understanding there with Luke and with Ahsoka and and maybe these guys aren't so bad. And how are they going to bring that to the larger to the larger community of Mandalorians? Right. And that's really that's like Sabine's role now that, you know, her entire Wren clan is gone, you know. Um, so I, I think that's that's really a lot of that is is that journey of her essentially unlocking her Jedi powers while remaining true to um, her Mandalorian past.
2: Yeah, no, um, that makes
3: sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, that's, that's really a lot of, a lot of how I see that. And um, I think it's a wonderful, a wonderful way. Again, Star Wars filling stuff in off throwaway comments, right? It's just just this little hint in rebels of like something's holding her back. Right. And you. it, it and you might not even realize that he's talking about the force on that. Um, You know, but I, yeah, I mean, and Sabine is, is just an interest. I always, I always thought she was an interesting character, um, even in rebels and just to see her branching out. um, And, you know, I, I feel like that moment uh, at the end of episode eight, when she, when she pushes Ezra, at the end onto the star star Destroyer. I think that's really where, um, she started to uncork that bottle of her force abilities.
0: Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to pause you right there because
3: go for it, go
1: for it.
0: That's that, that is where I know myself and a lot of other people on online. That's one of their nitpicks of episode eight. And just by our own experience of people using the force Mm -hmm. throughout star Wars history, Sabine, the only other person who got fast-tracked more was Rey, but she at least had Palpatine DNA in her.
2: But right, <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah,
0: right, right. yeah. I, I was People having still don't a... give her
3: enough credit for it. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, I am still having a little bit of a hard time that Sabine's force level used just like, oh, I tapped into it in the damn burst, because that's what it felt like. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I agree. Happening.
3: Yeah, oh, but why not? Yeah. Why is that a terrible thing? I don't know under- that
0: that's, well, that's well, one no, thing I let, don't let, understand let about me, that opinion in no, general. Let, let, so let, let, let me put it this way. It, it's the it's the it's the refined control that she seemed to get fairly quick quickly. Yes, I know she had a little problem with the Ezra thing, but even even for somebody who is force-trained for a while, that's a the, the force push of Ezra is a pretty big. Step up to get your lightsaber to you. That's one thing I think. I think I think they overplayed their hand with that one just a little bit with Sabine. And
3: no, no. What is happening, Kyle? Now you now you've got my now you've got my you've got. Oh, (laughs) you've awakened the
2: lion. Lando.
3: what's 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 happening? Right. Is that it's not that they're overplaying their hand. It's that people are underestimating the force. That's the whole point of the force is that it pushes you beyond what you can do. It's not just magic, right? It's not just the magic of, oh, I can pull this lightsaber for me. It's also pushing you above and beyond what you can do. It's not, and this is what people don't get. It's not just about training. It's innate abilities, right? There, it, it is there. So when it is that court does come out, yeah it's going to come out and it's going to release itself because that's what the force does. It's not just about training. The training is learning how you actually work with it and, and making it, uh, you know, being able to take advantage of it when in a more precise way. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas yep. she knew she needed to get Ezra to that. So whether she knows how she's doing it or she knows, you know exactly how it's going to be done the force is going to make it happen
0: right yeah, so no, I,
3: I, I, agree. I think that's where a lot of people misinterpreted what ray was going through and 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 what she did but there's a whole lot of other arguments there but i i really because you know we haven't seen we haven't seen beyond that either right like we don't know what her capabilities are right like like She's blocked. Apparently, Kanan had firm belief that she could do this, right? So, um, you know, I, I, that's just my, that's just my opinion on it. I I think people are underestimating what the Force
2: does. Yeah, uh, in, I, in in this yeah. world, we call it the, we call it the concept of God, but that's a well, whole other no. Unknown. And
0: Paul's given me the first really intelligent argument I've heard about that. So, props. Props to you, to you. I'm thinking, though, too, a lot of people are feeling that way because that's what we have been, for the most part, programmed throughout Star Wars history. Sure. That the Force doesn't, when somebody gets the Force, it's not necessarily this explosion they have on it, but it, there is this moment. But there's still, okay, Luke, Luke had his moments, but he really didn't become... A master, a full master of the force until after really even after Jedi
3: right but yeah. but that, but being able to do something like Sabine did, that doesn't make her a master.
0: No, and I'm not saying right? she's a master, but it's a, it's a powerful move sure for, for somebody who in a more refined move than somebody who for somebody who's just really kind of just had their abilities explode. So, yeah,
3: well, you know, it's 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 kind of interesting that you have, um, you know, people who have just their first introduction to to the force, and then are suddenly putting a proton torpedo in a in a shaft two meters wide.
0: Yeah, I mean well, that's right.
3: pretty much that's pretty much the same thing. That was Luke's version of what Sabine
2: did. Oh, the photon torpedo! Come on, don't get the Trekkies after you.
0: I'm just trying to
2: save you, Paul.
0: <laughs> it's it for happens. the sake of it's for the sake of argument, but in the no, in sure. it's I, you can, I understand. I understand
3: yeah, you.
0: But you it's also something in high in hindsight, you can look at it like that, but in that moment, your your brain kind of goes to where, okay, wait a minute, something doesn't feel quite right here. And just because of your experience with how Luke came up with the force, how Ezra came up with the force, how even like Obi-Wan mm-hmm. came up with the force. And Kyle, are,
2: Kyle, is your, if I may ask, is your issue with it, the disconnect between how, you know, obviously Paul laid it out versus how, you know, 40 plus years of, uh, you know, George's exactly. movies have laid out?
0: Exactly. It just, yeah, you're, 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 I don't I don't think we've ever seen it quite no because... see
2: I can get that and I kind of feel that had, had George kept it, you know, had he not you know been so broken by a childish little fan base during the prequels, because let's be honest, that's what happened. But had he kept it and kept everything going the same and been doing this into his eighties, but had that been the case. I think we would have gotten the force to that kind of point. Yeah. You know, once you got past all the midi-chlorians and Trekkie gobbledygook that whatever George was, uh, you know, smoking to throw in there, I don't know. But I oh. really think that we would have gotten the force to that point. Because, for me, this whole idea is taking it back to the concept of we're all one on this planet, you know we're all you know one entity that can feel and the same thing we're all connected to the same you know cosmic concept what an interesting term, <laughs> especially so- given how things have been lately, but you know, I think that's what this is doing—is stripping it away from, you know, your your midi chlorians and your complications and you know whatever sort of, you know, buffer George wanted to put in there to explain this concept. Well, and I, I think, and I, honestly, I, Paul, I think when the prequels came out, a lot of people misinterpreted uh, midi chlorians because I do not think. That the way they think, Mandalorians were is what George intended them to
3: be. Well, there's—I mean, there's a lot of that, right? Because here's here's what I find interesting, right? There's Mm -hmm. a certain level of tendency in the fandom to put the Force in a box.
2: There is, yeah, right. Much like much like the much like Lucasfilm has a tendency right now. To put Star Wars in a box. Right,
3: exactly. And you know what people forget is that we're constantly learning about the force. It's it's an ever changing thing. Right? right. Like we take we take blocking blaster bolts with a with a lightsaber for granted. We didn't see that until the third movie. Right. We, we didn't see that. In it's a never changing get, thing, I, just exactly. like religion. Yeah. So it's always it's always changing. There is always something to new. And, and I'm going to stop beating this dead horse. But um, the other thing I just want to point out is that. No, no, no. Beat, beat there's, away. There's, that's what we do there. The, people are also in their argument of, oh, they're, you know, they're too good too soon there's people who will pick up like soccer and be amazing from day one. And you'll be like, where'd you learn that? I don't know. I can just do it. Right. Right? And, and that's, you know, that's a real world example where you just have people who are just good at something. Right. And the training is just, you know, perfecting. it. So I, so I've never really had a problem, I guess is, is where we're going with this. I've never really had a problem with these explosive uh you Know introductions to the force. Well, right. But,
0: hey, I think I think you kind of nailed it on the head when you talk about like somebody picking up a soccer ball and they're just naturally good with it. Yep, I think this is where the writing may have betrayed itself a little bit because for so long we've been with oh, this it's just not connecting for Sabine, it's just not connecting, it's just not mm-hmm. connecting, and they played it up so heavy in the be especially in the beginning episodes of the series. That I think that kind of also didn't help with some pre-programming that ended up in people's heads.
2: Right, you mean the uh moving the cup specifically in part three? Yeah, or
0: just her trying different things, right? And it not working and it not working. And I understand right. the idea of the old trope of oh, when it when it does happen, it's really going to happen.
3: But right, but we we also don't know what's going to be on the other side of it, right? Like yeah. well, we right. we haven't seen right. Like we might go back and. She might not be able to do anything yeah. right she might still be struggling right like if if you're uh paying attention at all to to wheel of wheel of time um where naive she she can only use her power when she pissed off right yeah. like she has to be super mad to be pissed off and and that's the only time she can use her power so we don't whoa, know oh right easy now, i haven't if... seen that yet Okay, oh, because I, th- I think I got my character's name wrong. I can't. I can never get this. That's not, that's oh, not, probably that's not it's fine. It's fine. That's not a super yeah. spoiler anyway. But so, yeah,
0: yeah. Go ahead. I'm done. David, <laughs> you, it's it's funny you talk about the the mumbo jumbo of what George was doing and stuff like that because mm-hmm. guys, when we talk Ezra, the only thing I keep get I felt getting when I watched Ezra in this in these in the episodes he was in was like. My boy needs to be being taught by Qui-Gon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. True. Because he, if, if, if anybody was a representation of what Qui-Gon believed with the Living Force, it's this yeah. version of Ezra we have. Not-
2: Ezra, Ezra is looking a little Space Moses meets
0: hippie. Well, but, but not only like that, but choosing to not fight with the lightsaber the first time we mm-hmm. see him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lightsaber from Sabine and using the Force as his... As his has his tool and weapon.
2: I got it. Here's the third. Here's the third. Okay, it's it's you know ninety percent space Moses, right? Two percent hippie, and one (laughs) percent (laughs) Danielson. Yeah, I
3: mean, I, I wonder while while you were saying about Qui Gon, um, I wonder if. Canaan has come to visit Ezra while he was in exile. Well, well, according so. to
2: Freddie Prince Jr., no.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't think so there. Because I have a feeling if Canaan was going to prepare for anybody, it would have been his own son.
3: Right. Which, Which, you know, can still happen, right? Because we're yeah. really starting to see that revelation of him. Really having force powers, yeah. yeah
2: again, again, I cite Freddie's uh, rant after um, you know rebels happened. I'm like, I don't see him coming back anytime yeah.
0: soon. But what I really, I, I really do think they did a phenomenal job with Ezra in portraying the Ezra that we because mm-hmm. Ezra was going to be it was it was not easy to portray that because we don't have a familiarity of what Ezra had been
2: through. And, no, we don't yet.
0: No. Things like that. I think my only Ezra knock, and this isn't even actually a character knock. I,
2: I this... Hang on, I'm calling it right now. I think Tim Zahn's going to write that book, the um, Ezra and Thrawn Lost Years or whatever.
0: Uh, we'll, 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 I'm going to bring that up in a little bit. Don't. Mm. We'll, we'll get back. We'll circle back. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, I really felt like the Ezra reuniting with Hera and everybody should have been a little bit bigger of a moment than what it was. I think tacking it on as one of these like last second things at the end of the episode, even though you had that nice little moment with Chopper, it just felt right. like, it felt like that should have been something that we see. It just, the moment should have felt a little bigger. No, I felt, I agree.
2: You, you mean to tell me the treating Chopper like Lassie and he's like, Timmy, you got out of the well. Wasn't enough for you?
0: Well, it was more like Chopper knowing exactly who it was when nobody else was quite sure.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think... I, I, okay, I think guys, that. I will say, you know what that needed? Right? Well, needed Zeb to it. be there, first and foremost. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But you know, I, I have perfectly in my mind how they should have done it, right? What does Zeb like to do? Punch bucketheads. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Right? He was getting beat up by Zed. And yes, Paul, Paul, what's the one big cinema punch we know in our history of movies? Miriam punching Indy. Yep. Yep. That's what we needed. Joseph to just deck Ezra. So,
3: Kyle, you keep putting interesting thoughts in my head. Um, you know, yeah, did it feel underwhelming? Yes. Uh, yes but at the same time that underwhelmingness i think is important right and this goes back to talking about Thrawn, right we are essentially everything is about underestimating Thrawn, right so the the new republic's like ah he's gone right and they're <sighs> they're not worried about it right and and for us you know as we talked about earlier, Thrawn isn't a, a, doesn't seem like a big threat yet. So, people are underestimating Thrawn. The fact that it was just Hera and Chopper and a small group of people having this, you know, Clone Wars era Imperial ship fly in that it was just that small group of people again shows us that this is an underestimation of the threat that Thrawn poses. Um, and, you know, on, it also gave us the opportunity to see, you know, Ezra and Hera kind of share that look of like, yeah, it's that bad. Right. So it's like the people who know the threat of Thrawn yeah. were involved in that moment.
0: Yeah. I, I think for me, cause and this is just me messing with my own head. Ken. I would have loved to see it where there was a battle. And like, whether it was Ezra coming across Zeb, like for the punch, or just getting to see how Ezra gets off the ship, those kind of, kind of things, instead of just mm-hmm. kind of just happening. Oh, here's a scene; he's happened, so on and so forth. I, mm-hmm. I, I would. So, so, part... go ahead. Go ahead. There's th- this comes to another point I was going to bring up later, but I'm going to bring it up now because David kind of tipped on it a little. Bit. This is where I feel like Ahsoka should have been 12 episodes. Because for, for, I can think of two episodes already. We could have easily had one full episode of flashback of what happened with Ezra and Thrawn on that planet during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least to get an idea of... I think it, to flesh a few things out. And I understand maybe they felt like, no, if we do that, we're going to give away too many surprises we have planned. I don't know what with plans, but I, I really think that was one of the big reasons why Ahsoka could have at least even ten, even ten episodes to give us that time. Time. The other aspect of it is, is obviously too. I wish they would have spent a little bit more time giving us a little bit more backstory on Sabine and Ahsoka's relationship that we weren't familiar with. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that was one of the frustrating things to me is that it was played up and it was played up and it was played up, and then when we finally got to an understanding of a conclusion of why it was like that, it almost felt like just a quick little throwaway scene, right? And I get, and one way is that was kind of interesting, and it, that's a creative choice, and I get, I get that, but I, I think that deserved a little bit more fleshing out than what it did. Which also ties me into my the next two characters I want to get into. Which in my opinion are the two most intriguing characters of this entire show, and that is Balin and Shin. Because uh, everybody they stole whatever scene they were on, especially mm-hmm. Ray Stevenson as Balin. He, oh, he oh is, rest in peace. I mean Ray yeah, Stevenson. He, he, he did he a phenomenal, yes. Job. I, I, I know you t- I know you mentioned Gerard Butler as a replacement. You're not the first person to tell me that. Oh no, Steven- no,
2: I I I didn't say I was.
0: Yeah, but after seeing the photos of Liv Scheiber and how much he really does look like Ray Stevenson, once once what you put the beard on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think I think, and I know he was very close with Ray Stevenson too. So oh, that would be, be amazing. That would be some amazing casting there. Yep. And I, like I said, I understand an aspect of maybe they had to punt on some things because of what happened with Ray, and they weren't sure what decisions they were going with. Right. But to have these such these intriguing characters who have just established this intriguing storyline throughout this season, and two two things. Obviously, the Balin situation is what it is, but that was just very frustrating that we didn't get any more of that, even just mm-hmm. a, a couple of minutes of, of something, him discovering something. But I was even more frustrated with the Shin situation, and let me tell you why, guys, and I'm curious if you agree with me. Every impression I got in episode seven was bailing, telling Shin she needed to follow her own path because his path was not her path.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: Which led me to believe that she was already heading back to Thrawn in the first place. And that the next time we would see her would be standing, she'd be on that ship on that bridge with Thrawn. Instead, we see her still on the planet taking over the bandits on that planet welding a very familiar looking lightsaber hilt, Mm -hmm. by the way. If you take a close look at at it, because I paused it, I zoomed it, um, the top of her hilt looks an awful lot like a certain Ezra lightsaber. And supposedly there was only two of those in existence. Mm -hmm. So did she somehow get a part of Kanan Jarrus' lightsaber? Maybe Balin had some kind of relationship
2: was wait a minute. No, Kayden, wait a minute. No, 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 no. What are you talking about?
0: At the very last scene we see Shin when she approaches the bandit, she holds up her lightsaber. Yeah. Zoom in and look at the top of her lightsaber. Look, you're talking the at, you're talking the emitter? The emitter. Look at the piece that is the emitter. That's called a coincidence. No, that's supposed not when they make a point at the beginning of the episode saying there's only two of those in existence.
3: Right. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, so. is that is that is that just because of the sentimentality of Ezra, or or is it a
2: hint?
0: Well that that's the que- that's the right. question. Me, oh
2: dear God, dear God, let's not suggest that you know Canaan got a little tired of Hera and was no, 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 on I'm not side. suggesting that.
0: I'm suggesting that no, somehow no, he, you
2: are because I'm like, what? It's like no, Aiden's lost daughter. I'm
0: saying, no, I'm not saying no. that at all. I'm saying is did somehow Shin recover a piece of Ezra's? Did Shin or Balin recover a piece? Because <laughs> first of thing?
2: all, first of all, I'm gonna just say to finish my thought, I'm like, okay, if that's true, and God, I hope not right i'm like Kanan, i need to talk to you how could you cheat on that booty
0: but, but th- no not, it doesn't I, have
2: to be that way
0: it's not that way and i'm not <laughs> even implying that it, i never implied that it was Well that
2: thought crept oh, might have because of you
0: well that's that's <laughs> that's just your own dirty mind but that's a whole, other, a whole other thing but i mean you don't make you don't make a point at the beginning of the episode saying oh yeah there was only two of these having her rank saying there's only two of these in existence and it's and canaan had me hold on to the other one and it's fitting you have it then mm-hmm. to go to that scene at the end and i'm and and that at least having her emitter look a lot like canaan's and ezra's so is that coincidence is that just a a, a, a um angle of the shot that's making it look that way. What's that is reason it's... for
2: me to be scared out of my mind but by, here's the by what
0: you just
3: suggested. Abe's not I'm... denying
0: anything. <laughs> I'm I'm looking
3: i I just pulled up a picture of the lightsaber mm-hmm. oh, and it's it's not the same but it has a lot of the same to it.
1: Thank right? you. Like,
3: as so it's because it's got the it's got the uh Handguard around the side, and you know Ezra and um Canaan's has that wide right piece of metal that comes no, up. I'm Hers going is with coming the, up more of a of a single spike. Man, you Paul, so well, Paul so I'm going with the words same,
2: not. I am going with the words not the same, not yeah, the not same. the same,
3: but storytelling wise. Uh, that that, a that that stop stop. There's a connection, and I have theory uh, on that. I have theory on that as we we talk about Shin's role. Oh god.
0: I just I just feel like I feel like Shin has some kind of history with Keenan.
2: Where's my Shin hobby meme? So oh, gonna...
0: either Shin or Balan have a history some kind of history with Kanan. So point. here's 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 my thing
3: where I think her story can get very interesting looking sure. at what she is out there doing, and maybe why she stayed and didn't rush back to the Star Destroyer. Well, and I mean, couldn't get all, any I, more
2: interesting when
3: Kyle just let out. I think, I think, I think she knew they were getting played, right? I think, yeah, I think she knew that. And, and, and Shin out. Interesting, she, no, she clearly strong. knew that, right? But I, I honestly think. And and I could be I could end up being way off. I could be way off. But I really think that one of the things that she's there to do based on her fights and and you know, interactions with Sabine, right. she's there at this point that she's like, My master's abandoned me, right? Because mm-hmm. he has. He's yeah. abandoned her. And he see, she sees that Sabine and Ahsoka have what she used to have with her master. So I feel like her arc going forward is that she's trying to undo their relationship, like hers has been undone.
0: Well, it's it's that, but you also and the, okay, the, I, that,
2: okay, I feel better now.
0: That, 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 that's a good point, <laughs> but I'm also I was also very interested by in in the line that was in episode seven where Ahsoka's like telling her, "I can help you." Right. So uh, yeah, I think there, I think there's a lot more going on with those characters, and that that but. To me, that was the one fresh one of the biggest frustrating things of this run was that you have these two amazing, interesting characters, and they be almost became an afterthought in the finale. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, even yeah.
3: know if it was the finale. I felt like the, like the, you know, like episode five, they, you know, like nobody was in, uh-huh. right? So we didn't see them there. Uh, episode, the
0: episode episode five was meant to be. Street right, right,
2: right. Yeah. And
3: and I episode feel
0: episode like...
2: five was a Ahsoka Tano, this is your life clip show. When oh we yeah,
0: get yeah, over yeah. This?
1: yeah,
3: But I feel I feel like that was very much like you know we kind of knew that Balin was using again Morgan Elsbeth getting played. Yeah, he knew what yeah. he wanted. He knew he wanted to go there. There's something outside of of what they're doing, and as soon as he, you know. Got what he wanted from from Thrawn and Morgan. He's like peace. I'm out. Right. Yeah. Like he's like I got mm-hmm. my thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know. And again, abandoning Shin along the way because he's looking for whatever power that may be that's out there, mm-hmm. which we yeah. all have our speculation on.
0: <laughs> yeah. I. I. You know. But I mean, again, that that's where I come to. Uh, Ahsoka could have benefited from for more episodes.
3: Uh, I mean, I could have benefited from more episodes.
0: I think, I think, I think most <laughs> yeah. people,
3: yeah, I think
0: most, I think most people agree with that. But mm. you know, the the, the the last two characters are obviously Ahsoka, but the character who I th- who I think I got the most enjoyment out of as a character was our our, our favorite Jedi droid Hoang, voiced by the oh amazing my God. David Tennant. Incredible!
2: Tana. You know, um, I'm just incredible. going to say. And and Paul, maybe you'll maybe you'll back me up on this, but when did Hugh Wayne join a Rock'em Sackham Fight Club? <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, I am too. Um, I am too. You know, what? you could do a Disney Plus spinoff where it's just Hugh Wayne fighting, you know, random different IPs, and they just well, come I'm in gonna, every I'm, week, and he punches
3: us.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to throw this out there that in about. A month and a half time or so, a certain doctor is going to be on Disney Plus.
3: That's true. That's
2: true. Yeah, um, and... Here's
3: the, here's the thing that I'm I'm super disappointed about. Okay,
2: man. I have a confession, Kyle. Uh huh. I'm gonna go down a Hooven rabbit hole. Uh huh. Oh. What? What? Uh oh. Should I be nervous, Paul? Uh, it depends on what you're gonna say. I don't know. I'm just going to go down a rabbit hole because I can easily binge it on Disney Plus versus BBC, where I'm like, I can't. I'm nowhere near it. Well, it's oh, not on good. Disney okay. Plus that's yet. Yeah, that's so good.
0: So good. Yeah, no, um, I
2: know. I'm, I'm just stating right now that that's what I'm okay. planning to do. That's fine.
0: I'm good through Peter Capaldi. After that, it's it gets a little scary i
3: I loved Matt Smith so much i oh yeah i, I kind well, Matt of Smith is my favorite, theater, so i got it I got it yeah, absolutely yeah. on board with that um I think I think and I really hope we get something like this going forward, but I really want to see Hugh Yang with his uptight like this is the way we do things with chopper being chopper
0: oh, like, I, oh, I think chopper is a chaotic chopper
3: chopper right? Yeah. Like, that's what I want to see. I just want to see those two in scenes together, like Chopper trying to blow up Starships and New and Yang being like, well, that's not how we do things. And, you know, Chopper... Can we talk Chopper about Chopper's being like, yeah, big well,
2: highlight? Where he, w- he was amazing. almost going to go all Ed 209 on Senator Ziono.
0: Well, it, I,
3: I, I gave a lot of thought to that right and you know know the scene i'm talking about yes yes but here's the thing here's the thing Uh with chopper he's actually gone through a story arc in the time that we haven't seen him and it started with when Kanan died spoilers um right and he has now become protector of jason
1: Yeah, uh, it's all right. Spoilers.
3: I mean,
2: if they didn't watch Rebels, one, they shouldn't be listening to us. And two, it's been five years.
3: Right. So, and, and, you know, in the Rebels timeline, if that scene had happened in Rebels timeline, you know Chopper would have found a way to shoot down that shuttle. Right. But he's changed a little bit. He's calmed down. Right. Because he listened to Hera. Right, and to me, that's because he has a better understanding of it, and because he's protecting Jason.
2: No, no, you're no, 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 no. I see it.
3: I see it. No, 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 no,
2: dude. No, Chopper, calm is like Dave Filoni having his coffee first thing in the morning. When we are going to see
3: Chopper being Chopper is when there's a threat to Jason.
2: Uh, no. Chopper's always gonna be a chopper, just an impatient <laughs> jerk.
0: I, I I think I think if we will, we will see a level of chopper we have never seen before when yeah. it's time to defend James. Yeah absolutely
2: now yep. two two things I want to bring up before we wrap this up. Um and I we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the music.
0: Oh yeah, Kevin Kiner
2: killing it. I will say, I have not, even with The Mandalorian, and everybody reveres it. I'm like, it's not exactly the show I wanted it to be. But I have not gotten the music to any of these shows. You know, sorry, Ludwig. But, you know, I downloaded uh, both uh, of Ahsoka. Like, that Thrawn theme, the Thrawn arrival Muy bueno. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin kind of real is, has really outdone himself to the point where I am one hundred percent comfortable with now saying, "Could we just give this man the John Williams baton already?"
0: Well, <laughs> they will never give him the John Williams baton until John Williams says he's ready for him to have. It ready to give up the baton right that's the other
2: side of it kyle because i'm like if john is able (laughs) yeah he is he's basically about as old as any relic Indy's found over the last 40 years (laughs) but um kyle the other side of it was that if john is able and willing and like, I think anything with Daisy, Ridley, really, he'll probably do it anyway because, well, they're pen pals, let's be honest. Um, I think he'll do it, and by all means, you give it to him, right? Because it's John Williams. It's John freaking Williams. But when I, John inevitably, you know, passes away, because we can't freeze him in carbonite, you know, as much as we joke about Walt, Walt Disney's frozen head, no, we can't do that. But uh, I think at that point, we give the baton right to Kevin Kiner.
0: I think that's kind of the plan at this point. I think. Yeah,
2: that's that's my feeling too. I,
0: I I feel like Kevin Kiner. It's just a matter of time before they just make the announcement that he will be handling the scores for the movies, unless John says he wants to do it.
2: Now, and, or partner up with Kevin because yeah. Paul. Can you imagine those two? Yeah,
3: I feel like I feel like Kevin Kiner has kind of become the uh, uh, musical Dave Filoni, where he just right. understands it right. Like he understands yeah. it, he understands it at a deeper level, um, so he knows how to connect it. And I, I think mean, that, if
2: Filoni was George's proxy son, Kiner is is absolutely. John's
3: proxy son. Absolutely. Um, And that's where where Ludwig is very good for Mandalorian because it is meant to be so different. Right.
2: Now, the last point I wanted to bring up was, um, and of course, Kyle, we've all talked about how at this time in the Star Wars timeline, the New Republic government is probably the dumbest government of all time.
0: No, no, no. There's no, at at this point, there's no probably because I think the government's in the president spaceballs would handle things better than how Yeah, yeah, He'd certainly handle
2: things better than uh, you know Senator Ziona, That's for damn mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, but let yeah. me nice yeah. one though, Kyle. Very nice. <laughs> let me ask you this: that scene, and we all know how it resolves. You know, you have three uh, P O. Right, um. Kyle, Paul, I wanted to get your take on this. Okay, it, it was a very clever way to do it, but these shows, especially if you're building up to something like AirT Empire, which probably is going to be what they're doing and probably going to have a, some presence of our big three, do you do these shows really need to bite the recasting bullet and stop riding around the fact that Carrie Fisher is gone you you can't you uh, you can't
3: replace Carrie Fisher
2: well but, but what I'm saying Paul is eventually you're going to have to
3: hey, yeah. well, he, he, well no, no you just you just don't have to have her be in the storyline she doesn't he, need he, to be in
2: a storyline. Uh, he, he, then he, it's he, not an heir to the empire. I'm sorry. Well, it's well, it's not book, going it
0: means, to be. It's not going to be. It might be tight. You could end up being titled heir to the empire, but it's not. Well, no, based the book.
2: I'm seeing that guys based on what everybody is thinking. It will be. I don't think right. it'll be either,
0: but, but I do a,
2: not. I do not see for the life of me. Dave, basically getting the title of his movie. By ripping it from a 30-year-old no. book. I no, don't see that. that. He's smarter than that. And I he... think we all can agree. None of us see that. No.
1: He, he...
3: And, did, did, uh, and I was just trying to think, right? Because in the trailer, they said Thrawn is heir to the Empire. Did they? Did that line make it into the
2: show? It did. It mm-hmm. did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't. I, I
3: feel like. I believe it was I, in I didn't
2: part remember. four. What did it go? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, here's a here.
0: Ago? All right. Yeah. I just missed it. Here's the thing about the big three at this Hmm. point. The truth of the matter is this. I think the only one of the, if you're going to have to use one of the big three characters, it's got to be Luke. And because you've still got to establish his Jedi temple, everything that happened there, you could introduce Ben Sola and have Han and Leia off screen. That's, or just, that's, that's saying I think the issue with Leia right now is this. The only actress that I think people would be satisfied with, or one of two, are both too young to play this version of Leia right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And, really, and Bobby
0: Brown is still too young to play where Leia would be at.
2: Right okay, now. you're 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 tickling the fancy of the name I've been thinking of forever.
0: Well, a lot of people have been thinking of that name, and I would love to see it. Uh-huh. But at her age and how she looks, that's not. A Leia, she's too young looking still. That's the problem. How old yep.
2: was Leia when uh George cast Carrie? Do we know? Carrie she was, was what,
0: 18? eighteen? 19,
2: yeah. Millie Millie, Isn't Millie about 22. that? I think. Millie? I yeah, think she's ish. like
0: twenty twenty-one now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So like so Empire. Empire. It's Carrie. not it's not a too young then.
1: Well,
3: well, it is to be to
2: be what
3: five years past Return of the Jedi.
2: Oh, yeah. oh, you're talking five years past, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. we're talking here right. in this period. And, 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 and then, I, think, I thought we were going based on you know when yeah. Leia was initially cast,
0: yeah, no, no, but okay. but here, but but here's the other thing I don't think you can recast. Leia with like a big name actress. If you're going to do no. it, it has to be somebody who's either an unknown or it has to be, like I said, the, unfortunately, the two people people would accept as Leia right now are both way too young. I I mean, uh, in okay, all okay honest, so
2: Millie I, was that first name. What's that other one you're well,
0: obviously our Leia from Kenobi?
2: Oh, uh, um, uh, Vivian Lear, Vivian Lyra Blair. Blair yeah. Vivian yeah. Lira Blair
0: yeah, if, if you know if she was of age, I think people would jump at it, but obviously she's not, but i, I just I just said in my brain, I just have a
3: hard time re, recast like ex, accepting a recast of any of those three well, i just well, I just find that pretty hard because okay, like, so, like even with, even with like Luke in you know uh, uh, Paul uh, and at least from... Mark Hamill was involved. Right, like Paul. And yet, earlier involved. in the
2: program, you were praising solo. So clearly, that that issue is somewhat punctured there. But that's that's less of a, to me. That's not necessarily a recast.
3: It is a recast.
1: Uh,
0: no, because because you yeah. say I, no, I, I can see where Paul is coming coming from here. Because you're you're telling a prequel storyline, so you're telling a right. younger version of the character.
2: Right. Well, but it, it it is essentially a recast regardless of where it's placed. I'm going to I'm going to pull a
3: George Lucas here and we're going to call that a
2: precast. Yeah. yeah I I oh, agree with geez. Paul on Do that not one. get me started on George cuz I don't exactly have the but, same relationship but, but, with the yeah. man I used to.
0: But I mean here but here's here's the thing. All the even now is again too young to be what Han Solo would be at this point in time. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yep. And so, yep. I just think that's a bridge. The only one that they can cross it with is is Luke because of what they did in Mandalorian, because of what right. they did in Book of Boba Fett.
2: Yeah, and, I, I'm just gonna say if that's how they cross that bridge, you're gonna hear me adamantly say no.
0: Well, but here's the thing: I don't think Luke plays a huge part. What right. you will see is Luke, probably a little bit of Luke. Setting up the Jedi tent, and I'm
2: just out. saying, gentlemen, I'm not for crossing that bridge. If if what you're going to do is give me a damn Luke puppet, I
0: mean, you can you can you
2: can tell this story without telling,
3: you know, filling in that gap right. on Luke.
0: Right. But that's what, not,
3: that tell, can be a
2: wait a story. minute, Paul. Tell the story without actually telling the story.
3: No, oh, no. What I'm saying is is this is this is this. This here, what we're going through, this whole stuff, right? Like, th- keep in mind, this is leading to Palpatine's return. That's what, right. That's yeah, the no, angle here, right? That's less about Luke. We know what we need to know about Luke, right? Like right. And, and Ben Solo. This is more, we're looking at the Empire side. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for getting the Emperor back. So and we don't need Luke to tell that story.
2: Well, I, know it's how, leading, how... I know it's leading to the sequels. don't get me wrong, but I have said since season two ended, right, season two of Mando, that what we have, as much as I don't like the approach, what we have is one bookend of Luke and obviously another bookend of Luke that's already fixed, right? Well, but, but, but. What, we're, what we need right now is the stuff in between. We, right. But we
3: don't. The, the need is, I think, a a uh, subjective term there because I don't think we need the Luke in between. We don't need to see that, right? That's what we were talking about before, right? With Star Wars, is that it's okay to have gaps and it's okay for us not to see every little thing that Luke was doing. I think so, that's
2: in the grand how scheme of this, is a is
3: minor. I though ninety percent of those. People Paul, with how
2: ninety percent this fandom behaves on a general basis, I would fundamentally ah uh, sound familiar. Disagree. So, oh, so
0: sure. yeah. So, so, so here's my here's my thinking on this because
2: I mean I see where you're coming from, Paul.
0: But the the, the concern is this: is that it's a money grab. One, it's a money grab for Disney. It's it's a huge money grab. True. Two, Disney, with its feeling of need of having completion, uh, being completionist on every aspect of the story that they've seemed to develop over the last few, last several years, yeah, does not, makes me concerned about that too because whether, whether it they use Deep Fade or not, or, you know, they cast a Sebastian Stan or some, somebody else to play Luke physically again that's all fine and good for people who have maybe not grown up on the original trilogies or the original tr- trilogies were their gateway to Star Wars mm-hmm. if it's anybody, if anybody who's a original trilogy is their gateway to Star Wars they will never accept anybody but Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker
2: well then that becomes uh, the individual fans problem
0: well, but 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 here's here's what here's what I'm saying is that I don't know if Disney wants the flack for for right. that. That's that's the ultimate question. It's the same reason why I don't think they'll ever recast Carrie. It's the same reason why I don't think they'll ever recast Harrison Ford because
2: Which they did. Oh my god. <laughs> It, no, oh, my God. You know, Clutcher Lion all you it's want. Not,
0: it's not a recast because a recast. It is. It is Clutcher Lion Land all you want. It's a recast, Paul. If, if, it, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't a prequel story and it was a continuation, right. then, yeah, but it's a prequel no,
1: story. No,
2: uh, stop right. it. It's a recast. Yep. You're using the prequel as a as an excuse to find a way out of using that dirty word. No, okay, it's a, it's a recast, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a precast,
3: simple. it's a precast, that's what it is, and I'm standing by it.
2: Look, Paul, I love you, man, but pre pre a precast exists about as well as justification.
0: No, 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 no,
2: it's a word the internet made up.
0: No, Don, Don Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle is a recast,
2: right. <laughs> That is 100%. Terrence Howard the Don Cheeto is also an idiotic move because Ike Mutter was a full-blown racist idiot. What's your point?
0: Well, no, that and Terrence really wanted to get paid. Yeah. You're like, no, we don't think so.
2: But- no, and, and, and I quote, okay? And if George Lucas had used this phrase... When when he brought in say Lando in 1980, he would have been hung from the rafters. Okay. Wait, wait. I quote: David, David? I, Perlmutter was like, "Oh, just get another
0: black guy." So, so you're so you're telling me Donald Glover's a recast?
2: Yes, Donald Glover is a recast. Are you going to use this logic again?
0: I I I, I just think I think. I, I think you you can't call it a recast if they're not going to be the character continuing going for ah, for look, and,
2: look if, if if it's never used again going forward you know whose fault that is this fandom that acts like a bunch of children and that's exactly why we're in this position now
0: so i but, I, I just I just always I, I, I'm, I'm this I'm not Arguing with you, dude. I'm just saying. When I when I when I think of a recast, it's because that person is taking over in the middle of a storyline right. for something. I don't right. consider. Where, I where don't.
3: The other person could have still been doing it. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. We're, we're, um, we're, we're, the sorry, only the only trying, time okay. the only time that the other time it's a recast is if that person is deceased and they're recasting right. somebody to finish out. The story that they were telling. Well, call it
2: whatever you want. It's still a recast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um,
3: oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, bringing it back around to, uh, you know, telling Luke's story. The the fun thing about life now is that we're not stuck to visual media write a book it can be in a book i mean look what they did with thrawn giving you know three books worth of his background right with with what more to come um no so there's no reason why they can't add story there
2: paul yes they could add story there but you know some of us and and by that i mean me want Star Wars to be as just a flourishing franchise as everything else. Because guess what? George Lucas was so goddamn hard-nosed at this not being what it could have been 47 years ago or whatever the hell it is. Well uh
3: yeah, my yeah. argument to that is better late than never.
0: Yeah. I I I I think the safe is all right.
2: I don't have a camera to look at you, but fair.
0: <laughs> I, I think the safe assumption is that really what Mr. Senden means is that Star Wars only belongs in a movie theater.
2: Sure. I, I, yes. Yeah, I and,
0: see, I, I think, I think, and I think, you, you,
2: that you know, you know, because of what I do, and Paul, you know, Absolutely. from following Absolutely. me, I am completely 100% biased with that. Part Absolutely. five of Ahsoka, for example, proved in one swift stroke, as Tarkin would say, that, you know, Disney, enough is enough. Get your ass back to the theaters. That's where this belongs. That's where Star Wars should be. And that's where it never should have left. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to
3: meet you halfway on that, David. Um, sure. Yes, I want more Star Wars in the theater. However star oh, Wars boy. is meant to be told in an episodic way, and t v works amazingly well for that so i without without your bias and I totally one hundred percent understand your bias you
2: know you i know, see the-
3: i see the value extreme value in both of those visual media there,
2: there is as and, ways Paul, to tell the story. and Paul I will see that and raise you a well, then tell Disney to make event television, because they're not making event television. What they're uh, doing is taking movies and cutting them up in the small amuse bushes
1: mm. and hoping
2: we don't notice. Well, okay, guess so what? I, we think, I think that's a whole other podcast episode for, for it that. is. It is. Well, I'm no. not going into that tonight.
0: No, no. It's just, just real quick. I'll say because I, I in an earlier episode I brought this up to David and E. He kind of agreed with me on this. I, did. I see it. I see it as anything that is streaming that is six to eight episodes. They had a movie treatment for that and they expanded it out. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything over eight episodes. Like and or that was being written as a TV series type as a prestige type TV series. I am sorry. I am a true believer, especially like with Obi Wan. There you go.
2: Kyle I, said it like me, but less angry.
0: I think Obi. <laughs> I think I think they basically took the Obi Wan movie script, reworked it a little bit. Okay, let's make this six hours and 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 go go with that. I
2: right. I, no, I can I can see that. Yeah. I, there,
0: there's a there is a place for both. Mm-hmm. And the way I've always seen, it, and it's just, and I, and I will say this about Marvel because that was my hope when Marvel first hit Disney Plus, was mm-hmm. that what airs on Disney Plus is meant to be a supportive and complementary programming to the main story that's being told in the theaters. When it, it comes is. to Marvel, when it comes to Star Wars. It is or to, and, or to, or and to
2: arguably give a... arguably if you're looking at Marvel other than one division, I'm not gonna say that about much.
0: Um so or I... to get or to give no my other point, Paul Paul was or to give us the stories that just they feel like are good stories, but they can't they're not big enough stories to get onto the movie screen.
2: Fair, yeah. Yeah, I can I
3: can I can that um but again just for just for me i really like the episodic feel of it right it takes it to what star wars is supposed to be and i i and i feel like you know comparing marvel tv to star wars tv i feel like you know marvel being supportive is you know where i really thought their stuff would be like Loki being what it is and being as essential to what they're trying to tell now multiverse wise was very shocking to me like I didn't uh, I think, think Loki I think you was can... going to be that important what,
0: what, um, what, I, what I think when I think about that I think I think about like I think WandaVision was a show that I think what the, what the, the initial idea was was they were going to use the Disney plus shows to elevate certain characters I think right. WandaVision did that very successfully with the Scarlet Witch mm-hmm Falcon and Winter Soldier obviously did that very successfully with the Falcon, getting him mm-hmm. to Captain America status. Yep. I think the other point was to introduce some characters that maybe they felt like they could flesh out a little bit more in a TV show than they could a movie, like a, mm-hmm. like, a, like, a like a She-Hulk. I think Moon Knight is one of those oddball exceptions where they were just able to Such get...
3: Such a brilliant show.
0: It's a brilliant show, but it is a confusing show. But you, the fact that you're able to get Oscar Isaac, who was so... Down on doing anything, any kind of franchise oh work God. at that point. So good, and, mm-hmm. and now so he calls good. it his most favorite project he's ever done.
1: Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, he was freaking amazing at it. Amazing. That's 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 a whole other discussion there,
2: too. Yeah. I mean, by the by the way, kids, that what we're they're talking Moon Knight. Think, think, Marvel's Batman with schizophrenia
0: but 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 the, but the point the point of that is is that when it's done right, the show is helping build the universe, but it's telling this of a story of something that might not fit into a move, a movie right so it's working they're but they're working hand in hand and i I just feel like and I feel like it's this especially with star wars and I, this will kind of cl- close my thoughts too on Ahsoka, which I love what Dave is doing. I mm-hmm. love th- I love these shows. But I think in this aspect, Disney has become so... Disney and Lucasfilm have become so focused on the streaming platform that they've kind of lost their way when it comes to making a Star Wars movie.
3: I wonder if... I wonder uh. if... They hadn't canceled the movies that they canceled. Uh, okay, would guys. It, would guys, it still guys feel that way,
2: guys? Right? guys, because guys. That's a, be guys, that's guys, guys, guys. Wait, wait, uh, wait, guys, wait. <laughs> that's what's gonna set me off. Please, that's what's gonna set me off. And I already have my get your ass back to theaters diatribe. Don't do this to me again.
0: I have got I've got I've got a little something to cut my throat. Hold on one second. Bob feel you, It's oh okay, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Was
2: that a was that a pick bullshit cough? Uh,
0: so, so something like I, uh, uh, Congestion, something like that.
2: Oh, okay. Are all you, right, are you all feeling
0: right. okay over there, Kai that's That sounded pretty rough. I I hope yeah. you're all right. You know, I'm 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 awful I'm awful close to the mouse house here in Florida, so you know, mm. just yeah, i they, mean they, honestly
2: honestly Kyle, that sounded like a little jpeg nineteen
0: no <laughs> i i was thinking jpeg twenty one that's about when it when it when it was released and started to spread
2: yeah jpeg twenty one <laughs> uh side effects include side effects include hair loss uh looking like <laughs> a human minion and being fired for being really shitty at your
0: job but i mean... Guys, and, and all serious stuff. Ah- Ahsoka was a was a phenomenal series. Rosario Dawson was phenomenal. I mean, it, I, it, it's a it's a season one of Ahsoka. I don't care what anybody says; it's just as much Rebel season five. And there's good things about that. There's there's things that maybe for some who just aren't familiar with Rebels, it's not the greatest thing in the world. But feloni has his plan. I I have said all along that this is what we're coming to is the ultimate goal of having Dave truly inherit the driver's seat. And I, I we're, we're getting there. There's still some work to be done and we've, we've hit a little bit of a detour, but it's going to be very interesting over the next three years, because I really think that's kind of our window to get this story that Dave has finished out between whether it's filming a second season of ahsoka another season of mandalorian and then whatever his Endgame type film is i think we're 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 about a three-year window before we get to see the full conclusion of all of this well quite possibly i think i
3: i I wonder if it's even further out especially with the strike
0: well i think i I think right now I, i can safely say three depending on when the actor strike ends yeah Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I feel I'm, like it's I'm at least we... a
3: five-year process. I figure another at least another episode of Ahsoka, maybe two.
2: I'm honestly um, glad we yeah, ended Ahsoka with with one of these uh, strikes resolved because I'm like having yeah. having gotten to the end of Ahsoka and both of them still going, I would have been like, "Come on, guys!"
0: Yeah, I but I I, I guess for now the weight is on for Skeleton Crew. <sighs> So Aww. can I, I I wanna make
3: one uh, last my, comment.
2: My, about... hype is, my hype is so dead for skeleton guru.
3: <laughs> I I wanna make just one last comment about that the last episode of Ahsoka. Sure um, can can we can we real quick talk about the significance of uh Morai leading Ahsoka to the planet?
0: Morai? Yeah, yeah. The, your spirit animal. Her, her
3: owl uh oh, there's obviously
0: could, a significance to that so with uh, obviously because it's obvious the mortis is going the mortis right Story well, is going she, to be a big part of what's going on
3: when, and when she sees right when she sees mariah that's when she goes no we're right where we need yeah. to be right so she's following that and um what what actually one of the things that I want to do now that we've seen that and that kind of became aware, I want to go because the other time we saw Mirai live action was in Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. We saw her in the in the trees, mm-hmm. and yeah. that was one of the steps to Ahsoka getting to where she is now, right? Right. So what I'm wondering and and Mirai, and she's she's not there every time Ahsoka shows up. So going back, is she showing up on the steps where Ahsoka's leading? Like, is she leading all the way back to first appearances in Clone Wars to where she is now? Right, like when we see her, is that a significant moment? Right, where she's pointing her on um, mm-hmm. for for anybody that reads like Brandon Sanderson books, that would be like the Hoyd, the Hoyd character where he yeah. just shows up on a planet in a world at a time where something important's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that what Mariah is doing? Is she showing up? So this way we now know that it's a point leading to this.
0: Well, so and that's. And in what you're talking about, I'm going to put a challenge out to Disney. It's time. If you really are going down this path completely and making this ma- a major thing, you need to recut the motor- Mortis arc and put it in the theaters.
3: Oh, God. That would be amazing.
0: Such a you good could, arc. You could put it out, right? I mean, you could literally put it out to, a week before season, whatever's next. or whenever, If it's Ahsoka season two, if it's Filoni's movie, put it out right before then. Get people to go see it in the theater, make it a fathom event kind of thing, kind of like what or what they did with Ahsoka episode oh, five.
3: That would be great.
0: And and do it like that, and really get people familiar with Mortis in in that aspect because you could really market it and really play it up. So Disney, I'm challenging you. And and to David's
3: joy, I would drag every single one of my friends to see that with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gee, thank you for that. Just well, for not, that, not, I will not I will not set you off with the words that begin with R and C.
3: Look, I I my wife and I are like weekly
2: moviegoers, so I fully support you on that. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah, my my business approves.
1: <laughs> you know, so,
2: once we, yeah, so once, that, we that, that, once we survive this little you know, a devil in a in a sparkly dress known as Taylor Swift. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> oh all... I have
3: one I have one last question.
2: I know I it can't, it right, can't
3: be it can't about it. be about Taylor Swift.
2: No, it's no, not about it Taylor Swift. It cannot be that. Is, no, no. It, no. Is, it is
3: directed towards David though.
2: Nothing about uh, Pazuzu in a blonde wig. No.
3: So I have I have a question and it's something that I read that you posted. On on the Book of Faces, and I couldn't find it when I went. The back Book to look of Faces. It. So, it sounds so, like a,
2: a sh- shittier version of Book of Mormon. Yes. <laughs>
3: um. So at one point, I and it was I think it was when you were making the point of seeing Star Wars in the theaters. Um, but I feel like I remember seeing you say that you felt like the volume was holding Star Wars back. Did I interpret is. that right? Okay, yeah. I I I'd like more information on that, sir. I'm curious about that opinion.
2: Well, if you look at some of the you know shows we've had, right? Like case in point, you know Obi Wan with the you know Vader and Kenobi fighting uh, in the volume. I'm sorry, it looks like Vader and Obi Wan are playing a game of peekaboo. So it just doesn't look real or right when you know uh, it's being filmed in the volume. Now I'm not sure what difference they made but with um, Ahsoka they found the right mixture I and I think that mixture is Filoni actually using the volume sparingly and using it when you need to Versus, you know, John, sort of, let's just do it and throw the toys around and play with it.
0: Well, so, uh, so, just my two cents on there. I think you have to look at it two different ways, too. The the vol the, the, the I consider the the It's I call it. I can't. I consider the volume usage a little like everything going to streaming for a couple of years because of situations, and the volume became. Oh made. thank you for
2: just calling it situations.
0: The vo- volume became a required tool to get certain things done because they weren't right. there was no other way around it. Yeah. just like how streaming boomed prematurely because really that was the only way to get anything. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And we are now at a point where we can use the volume how it was truly meant to be for for certain scenes that were are just not possible in a real world setting. But not taking because we're using it sparingly and still having those real world setting shots, it's causing it to balance out and be the be the tool it was meant to be. So and it's not feeling overexposed like it was. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I Paul, basically mm-hmm. I just didn't like the sort of you know quick and easy use of the volume early on. So all I right, so I got, got a follow-up
3: thoughts. So one of my one of my things is and maybe and maybe I wasn't noticing what you guys were seeing on that because to me I'm just I'm just constantly amazed at the the realisticness of the lighting that is coming off of it right it's it to me it's not like anything we've seen in Star Wars right like right. when you know Mando's flying you know there's, there's there's just just the light is just so I think honestly the only other place we've seen that is in the force awakens when they're flying um the falcon uh Mm -hmm. ray and finn right Mm -hmm. um like that's just just that bright sunlight coming into the into the cockpit right so seeing that a bit more frequently so so that's kind of been my like appreciation for it so it i i'm I got to go back now. I got to watch the the Obi-Wan scene that you're talking about there, David. Uh, and now I want to watch it with a little bit more of a critical eye. Um, and and Kyle, I think you make a very good point that that now that we're past, you know, pandemic and it's easier for people to get out and shoot on locations and, you know, do more work on a more traditional, you know, set. You know that it's it's bringing it back, right? Like it, and and even just the other example beyond streaming is is George Lucas depending heavily on fully CG clone troopers, and you know when you look at behind the scenes, it's all blue screen, right? Yeah. Um. So kind of, kind of that same idea is pushing the pendulum one way and waiting for it to to meet the middle, and maybe this is us meeting it in the middle, um, where we really see that that power of it.
0: Well, I, 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 I think I think the aspect of it is too is that when you know how to use it as a tool, but when you also realize that sometimes old school, and we especially learned this with Tony Gilroy and Andor, sometimes don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Just yeah. because you have a shiny new toy doesn't mean that the shiny new toy should be what what's used the whole the whole time. And I like I said right. when. When we, were, when we were stuck with restrictions and everything like that, the volume became necessary. But, right. the, problem, mm-hmm. but the problem is with the volume is this. When the volume is filmed and used right, it's amazing. But it doesn't take much to film wrong in the volume and have it look like, oh, my God, this is really not done well. So when Got, you, when you... guys,
2: and I'm glad you um, you know uh, called me out on it, Paul. I bottom line is I just don't like my artificial looking Star Wars, and that See, and up until Ahsoka, to me, that's what a lot of these shows have felt like.
3: Well, and that that's why I really wanted to ask you this question because I feel like I I'm almost the complete opposite on on what you just said like to me it it feels more real like I, I don't know to me it just and i think i think it's almost solely the lighting and the fact that you don't necessarily you know have that that you know point where you're definitely like oh that's where the the set ends or or whatever um so i mean i'm going to now thankfully you guys have given me a reason to go back and watch all of the shows and and look at it with a more critical eye. Isn't that um, kind of the point? Yeah. Mission no, accomplished. I, 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 yeah. yeah, no, which I'm I'm thrilled about. And I really wanted to hear hear what what your thoughts were on that just because uh to me I feel like it, I feel like it's a wonderful thing. But mm-hmm. um yeah I mean, that's I mean, kind I of the
2: whole back. point of doing this. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah and just and it, it, just real quick folks because I, yeah. I know we I need to wrap up soon but I'm yeah. just curious. When you watch the shows, what format are you watching the shows in? Are you, wa- are you watching them as a 4K stream? Or are you just watching them as a regular stream? Or are you watching, you know, how regular. are you watching? A, watching a
3: regular stream. I don't have the
0: 4K stream. Okay. So I, 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 wa- I watch them in the 4K. Okay. And it, that,
3: that could have a lot to do with it. Yeah, day, that, right? that
0: does have a lot to do with it because that 4K really makes certain things pop out more than what you would realize.
3: Um. Can you can you do me a favor, Kyle? Mm-hmm. At some point, can you um can you uh pick a specific episode of any of the shows um that you feel like it doesn't work and let me know what that is oh, because well, I'm, I'm, I, I have, a, I, I, I have I, a friend who can I, I can just be like, Hey, can you know, can we watch this over at your place?
0: The, 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 oh, uh, the first episode of Mandalorian season two when they're Okay. When that opening scene when the, he's going to go he's going to the fight, the illegal fight arena. Oh,
2: that one? I okay. mean yeah. with the with the Gomorians, with the dead bonds. Yeah.
0: That 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 in four okay. K you can watch that and you can tell. Oh yeah, that was filming uh-huh. the okay. volume. There's not even okay. a
3: question there. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna to I'm gonna take a look at it again on on my setup too, just to see. Um All right. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm thrilled that, 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 uh, you know, I, I really wanted more information and, and I'm glad to have something to think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate
2: it. Uh,
0: Well, uh, on that note, David.
2: Yes. And, and now again, we've reached the end of the show and the series. Well, for now, hopefully it gets to season two. Who knows? um but you know what this will conclude our run for ahsoka the way of the Tano. i am your host david zenden i'd like to thank our guest uh, paul who made a triumphant return Woo-hoo! i i promise next time it won't be so long you know in the tooth I, you know things got in the way complications you know this and that and Life. And life and those pesky little Minox. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> thanks for joining me as always to discuss these things.
0: Yeah, Um. by the way, David, j- just so you know, because I know we have a little break before we get any new Star Wars content for a while. Yes. This is not an excuse for us to have to go back and try to finish Resistance.
2: Dude, that's why I'm not talking about Ziono or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> I'm like,
3: that should that should be a challenge, right? Like
2: I would like, rather pull an Ed Two of Nine and throw that damn little shit out of the Senate window.
3: Well, now, now, David, just to annoy you, I'm actually going to go watch Resistance.
2: God, you know what? We still like you, even though you did that. <laughs> there's there
0: some people who just like self torture. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, Jesus! Yeah, here is another. I'm just
3: as much of a completionist, and I, I. Do hate that I haven't seen it. I I have some Resistance action figures on display in my yeah office, yeah so yeah. Here's another I, word of I'm self torture.
2: It. Here's another yeah. word of self torture and clutch your line, Lando. Are you ready? Recast. Okay. Oh God. We can. To everybody <laughs> in Resistance, I guess. But told you, you know, told we'll you. See. We'll
3: see. We'll see what. We'll see what happens. I'll 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 give you guys details on on. The rest of the show beyond like the three episodes I watched. Actually, anyway. we
0: finished the first season. We we did. Yeah, we, we, okay. we did. We did.
2: It was a it was a slug fest, but we finished sure. it.
0: Let, let, uh, let me put it. The, the, what I will say about Resistance, and I know there are people out there who love it, and that's good on them. When when your show is nothing like what you were giving away in your plot descriptions and advertising it.
2: Yeah, a false bag of goods. Was, was,
3: my my thing with it, and, and this may be, you know, just like adjusting to Clone Wars when that came out, but I felt like it was too kid oriented. That, that, that's guy, part. In,
2: guys, yeah. before I get to the sign off, I will just end it by saying this, right? I hope when all is said and done, Ziona went into work on Hosnium Prime the day the first order blew it up.
0: More than likely.
2: More than likely. You know, I, he was at work. He was working on his little suntan. You know, all of a sudden, here comes this thing there. It's like, oh, what's this?
0: You're th- very I was... good at signing yeah. off, huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think,
0: I, I think on that note, David, do your thing.
2: All right, good. And remember, you know, you can take Star Wars lukewarm, you can take it Mustafar in hot. Or take it like a vacay on Hoth. But at the end of the day, Star Wars is the way.
1: War is inevitable. One must destroy
0: in order to create. We are no Jedi. Thanks for listening to Ahsoka Ronan, The Way of the Tongue.
1: I started hearing whispers of Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. What happens when we find Thrawn?
0: Power. Such as you've never dreamed.
1: I've spent most of my life fighting a war. That's why I'm trying to convince you to help me prevent another one. You and I both know who could help you with this. She's still just as stubborn as ever. I bet your master found you difficult at times. Anakin never got to finish my training. I walked away from him. Just like I walked away from Sabine. You never made things easy for me. Master. As a Jedi,
2: sometimes you have to make the decision no one else can. But I'm counting on you to All see All things
1: this Star trip. Wars, Lucasfilm is a subsidiary nice of cut. the Walt Disney Company. Sometimes we have to do what's right, regardless of our personal feelings. No! Buckle up. If we don't stop Thrawn, everything will be in vain. You have no power. Anakin spoke highly of you. I'm not here to discuss my past.
2: We have a lot of work to do.
1: Once a rebel, always a rebel.
0: This podcast is meant for informational purposes only. No infringement
1: is intended.